This is the... Yo, it's 9.30, so you know where you should be. The open bar's a place to talk some fantasy. J. Mike and Gabe co-host like some bosses getting real sad at those Saxonville losses. Every Tuesday night, the YouTube chat is lit, and all of their guests, they are always the shit. Drink on whatever, vodka, wine, or soda. Learn how to pronounce names like Swoboda. They have stats and doodads and charts all aplenty. So come to this bar without spending a penny. Announcing the guests we have got to retweet. Because it's nice to see who they've got in the seat. For an hour or two, they'll be talking football fun. And other things too, like Gabe's luxurious bun. Sometimes guests flake, better find a replacement. So Tim Turner might be recording from his basement. Fantasy knowledge drop like passes to Marquise Lee. A little redraft mixed with a lot of dynasty. Come check them out if you want to stay up late. You might even hear me give Eagles fans some hate. Sometimes you just gotta pop that top. Listen to the trade talk that will never stop. Got an opinion? Well, they're willing to listen. Fantasy advice like Gabe's hair always glistens. Hard-hitting questions from the mouth of J. Mike. Talking about all the players that this group dislikes. Michelle, Stephanie, and the rest submitting inquiries. Debate easy to find like Jordan Reed injuries. 1.01, least likely to steal your girl mock draft. Yes. yes. <laughs> Dude, this, is an ug- this is an ugly quarterback class. There are not a lot of good – and I mean, I I say this as like a thoroughly average-looking man. Uh, there are not a lot of handsome fellas in this class. <laughs> Rosen is – The Matt Harmon uh, – QB uh, hotness take scale. Yeah, no, I mean Rosen is weird looking. Uh, you gotta pay him to do the ranking. <laughs> yeah, Ro- Rosen's weird looking. Yeah, that's true. You gotta pay to do the rankings, but Rosen's weird looking. <laughs> Even Lamar Jackson's kind of like kind. He's kind of weird looking. He's definitely but... weird looking. <laughs> could you just real quick, Matt? Could you possibly just rank you the the five QBs that are most talked about? Oh, we're live right now. This is listen. <laughs> No, I, no, no, we're still off air. This won't be heard. I'm just curious. I know how to say, I know how to work these, you know. Okay. You mean like on handsomeness rankings? Yes. Okay, let's go one to five. Uh it's tough. These are guys are all pretty ugly. Um Baker is probably number one, I guess. Um, by default. By default. Um then probably Josh Rosen. He's weird looking, but I don't think he's that ugly. Then Lamar Jackson. Then Josh Allen. Allen looks like he could be handsome in a couple years, but he's just looks real young right now. I mean, he looks like me. Uh, and uh, then then Sam Darnold is five. Okay. He's uh, a, he's and, clearly and that's like a that's like tier five. Like I think Darnold is like a couple kind of in his own world. Yeah. He's hideous. He's very ugly. <laughs> I hope he never sees this. I mean, he's just yeah. I hope he's not watching. Did you see? Did you see? We did tweet did him you, out. So, did you see Josh Hersmeyer's tweet about uh, that picture? I don't know if it's ESPN with Baker Mayfield doing the reverse redneck. Because his everything oh, was yeah. like tan no, except his neck yeah. was completely white. Impressive. <laughs> I I didn't see that, but. But there's a there's a couple like um, the NFL handle tweeted out or like their Instagram account put out pictures of Darnold from his throw day or from his pro day when he was throwing. I'm gonna put him up to the screen like a real professional here, but like, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> this one too. This is great. <laughs> you know what he looks like right there. It he looks, looks like uh, in Men in Black. 
the guy who gets uh, who has the alien take over him. Like that's what he looks <laughs> yes. like. Right it's kind of, it reminds me of a, a post when when you got the figure skaters and they tighten up, or maybe it's the divers, or no, it's the figure skaters when they tighten up and and do their you know triple axles. Yes, and, uh, and they and they show their faces and and you try to put it to a uh, some sort of description. Those are great. That's well, and I, I feel bad I too Donald because own, uh, kind of world there. I feel bad too because. There's no way you look good, you know, in the act of like, you know, throwing a football or whatever. Like there's especially when you're like exerting all that energy uh, kinetically, like there's just no way you're going to look good. But it, it just compounds it more. Yeah, but not everybody's that talented, you know, like I'm judging off the rest of us normal humans like the peons, <laughs> not not God men like that. Fair enough. Someone tweeted out that uh, Josh Allen looks like the kid from Adventures of Babysitting. Which I thought was perfect. Have not seen. You haven't seen Adventures of Babysitting? Back. Don't tell me you guys are all too young for that movie. Oh, I know it. I definitely am. I've never seen it. Harmon, you've never seen Adventures? Oh my god. Uh oh. No. What year did this come out? Oh, it was. It was. I mean, I was young. I'm 33. It was. I was young when it came out. It was probably. It was probably late 80s. I wasn't alive, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jake, I'm going to take this opportunity to steal your microphone and tell you that we are live on the what? open bar. We didn't even say that yet because we needed to get through those handsomeness rankings <laughs> real, real quick. Uh, fake pigskin open bar, 930 Eastern every, every gosh darn Tuesday. Never late. Um, always about 845. I mean, uh, 830. Uh <laughs> Central. Central. Excuse me. I got to say that the Eastern time. Though we have a we have a Pacificer out tonight. Um, we'll get to him in just a second. J. Mike, first, uh, as always, I need to ask you, my man, how are you doing? Draft week, baby, baby. Somewhere Biggie smiling because it's draft week. I love it when you call me that 101. Throw your hands in the air if you're taking, say, Quan. Something like that. No. <laughs> well, anyhow, uh, <laughs> it is, I, we I are. did tell you earlier off air that um, you said you weren't a rapper, and I think I pumped you up a little bit too much. Yeah, a little bit, a um, <laughs> little, little too much secret sauce right there. Um, but that's okay. It's it. We're we are forty eight hours out from round one, and I am thrilled, which just means that the onslaught of dynasty rookie drafts and auctions are literally just around the corner so uh, I, i'm excited i'm scared uh i kind of wish someone would hold me uh, my wife is already going to bed uh mm. so I, I guess i'll hold myself um i'll just i'll work that out if you guys don't mind i'm certainly afraid of rookie auction uh more specifically with john bosch definitely afraid of that <laughs> he's a wizard yep <clears throat> Um, all right, so we are a few days away from the draft. Um, I'm sure you've heard just about everything except for the top five uh, most handsome QBs ranking. So um, that was brought to you by uh, the boy young boy himself, Matt Harmon. Uh, re reception, perception, perception of the male. How you doing? I'm good, fellas. Thanks so much for having me. And, uh, you know, I – go on a lot of podcasts this time of year so it's always nice to get a fresh question and uh nobody to this point has asked about the quarterback handsomeness rankings and uh 
you know, those have mostly been offline to this point, but I'm glad we got to put them on the airwaves. So yeah, thanks so much for having me. Very the definitive word. Yes. <laughs> the, the, the authority on handsomeness. If you, yeah. if you want to find Matt Hartman's uh, handsome rankings, go to <laughs> NFL.com slash yeah. boy young boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I got to talk to the editors about that one. <laughs> I have this new idea, guys. I think it's going to be a big hit. Yeah. Hit Honestly, though, I bet you it would get clicks. Oh, Any sort of ranking. It, it'll get it'll get it'll get the attention of people i bet it Always. would work out i'll pitch it for next draft class uh okay. yeah well we've seen all sorts of things this off season between uh, all the kind of non-football drafts we've been in hip-hop drafts and tv dad drafts and cartoon drafts or ever else kind of drafts um were you in any of those drake are exact I just called. I just called you Drake. Drake. I I think I'm gonna slow up on my uh, cocktail over here. <laughs> my goodness! Put right. down the drink, uh, boy. Started from the bottom. And now, we're here. now it's from empty. The top right. now it's at the bottom. Yeah. Uh, Jake, yes. the NFL draft talker. Um, my man, how are you? I'm good. I was in one of those. It was a TV comedy draft, uh, hosted by none other than John Bosch. Or John Bosher, right? Uh, sure. uh, yeah, so that was fun, just killing some time. But yeah, it's 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 Christmas time, guys. It's it's that time of year. Uh, I'm thrilled. This is my favorite time of year, and you know, ever since starting Dynasty, it's like I've, I was a huge fan of the NFL draft for forever. But now, since starting Dynasty, it's like that time it has been extended onto rookie drafts. So. You get to hold on to that season a little bit longer, which I'm I'm thrilled about. Yeah, we're we're that much closer to that dead time in uh, the end of May, early July, and you're just to report things, things like that. Those are the best. Uh, but you usually have rookie drafts to hold you over. Um, we've got a uh, a Jayhawk. Is that what you call those? Rock Chalk. Rock Chalk. He's got it. Robbie, what's up? Not a lot, not a lot. Excited to be on the podcast where 50% at least changes within the next two days when everyone finds their team. Everything we say just gets a little mashup, mix up. Um, but no, really excited to be on with the executive producer, Jake. I've seen him on every single open bar except uh, the one I was on. So excited to be on with him and uh, reception perception wizard himself. Yeah, it's, it's a fire show. We, we uh, we've been planning for this one all year. Uh, we I think we wrote up this show sheet about four months ago. Um, oh. So we're just going to lead off with with Matt. I think uh, you you go ahead and hit that first question on the show sheet, Matt. What I got a sheet? I ain't getting a sheet. Give me <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, what is this? This wasn't cleared with my uh, my publicist. <laughs> Clearly, my, my legal representative producer, like Jake, I think. The show sheet literally just has the date on it. Oh, man. That's, that's the show sheet. So well, didn't, you get the link? You didn't you get the join link to the show, Matt? No. Yeah, I got that. Okay. Then I think you're, you you're call yourself go. a professional. Oh. No. <laughs> I've never, I have never called myself a professional. Yeah. No, obviously, uh, we, we brought you on, Matt. Um, probably the second most famous thing that you are um, – 
known for. Um, you know, right behind your Brussels sprouts takes. Yep. Um, which we which really took you over the top. What I really need to know, since you're on the open bar, um, you're quite the beer connoisseur. So right now, just in in not necessarily any particular order oh, or in a very specific oh, order, no. whatever you prefer. Your current your current top five power ranking in beers. What what you're liking right now? What you're vibing to? This is the hardest question I've ever gotten because this is yeah this is a tough one because um, I try to just consume as much beer as possible. <laughs> <laughs> um, I should have a beer right now. What am I doing? I've, I'm, I, I've, I really don't know what you're doing. It's called yeah. the open bar, Matthew. Well, I didn't get any part of the show sheet, so I, I clearly don't. I don't even know you what can, I'm supposed to say. You can go grab a beer at any time. Yeah, well, I'm gonna do that after I answer this question. Okay, so number one is uh, always. I always try to, and this is not an order of top five. This is just in general, off the cuff. Um, beer. Uh, number one is uh, always Dale's Pale Ale. It's always one of my Fantastic. favorites. In the yeah, from the can because it's not only is it uh, it, it's like good enough. It's a quality beer, but you can drink a, a fair few amount of them. So if you want to have yes. like four or five on an outside setting, or you know eight, whatever. I'm not not gonna advocate too much, but you know whatever. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You want to have a little quantity, then then you it's something you can go for. Um. I'm always a big fan of everything Stone puts out, so I think that's my favorite. Um, my favorite uh, brewery out here, and I think their Tangerine Express IPA is probably my favorite beer of theirs. You can get that in a can a lot out here. Um, I'm an IPA guy, so another IPA that I really like is um, the Blood. Uh, what what is it called? It's like. Um, Flesh and Blood IPA from Dogfish Head um, is a really good one. Uh, there's another brewery that I was just at the Angel City Brewery in downtown LA this past weekend. And I'm not like a big wheat beer guy, but they had a citrus wheat there that was incredible. Um, probably like one. It was easily the best wheat beer I've ever had. So I'm going to put that up there. Maybe a little bit of recency bias, but it's a fantasy podcast. So who cares? It's a power <laughs> ranking. So it's a power <laughs> ranking. You know, right, right. It's, it's whatever's floating your boat right now. Recency bias. It's a yeah, it's a, re, a little recency biased fantasy podcast. It makes sense. Um, and one more, I give a sh- I'll give a shout out to is a Boont Amber Ale. It's another one from out here in the West Coast, and I'm a big Amber fan. And I, and I know I put Dale's up there earlier, but I'll give another shout out to one from there. So, um, and, and honorable mention, I'll do honorable mention for for back for my home state, uh, the Vienna Lager from um, VA. Yeah, from VA. That's a what's from Devil's Backbone. That's a great one. Uh, that's another very, very drinkable one. So there we go. That's wow. a that's a top five and an honorable mention. It's like he's done this before. So you did read the first question. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't prepared. Like I said, I am a professional. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is and like honestly, that was like the five beers that I've had most recently. So earlier today. Yeah. yeah, right. Since I since I woke up, those are the five beers I've had. Uh, no. <laughs> My memory is a little blurry right now. Yeah, right. We're talking. Uh, you had me on to talk running backs, right? <laughs> I, I I really want to try to go all show without talking about one wide receiver. Oh my god, that'd be fantastic. It's, can we do that? <laughs> you haven't done that yet, have you? I bet he hasn't. I'm telling you, I had. First. I was on the. Um, 
uh dynasty happy hour pot it's a theme with you people uh you guys like to draft things and i'm drink. sorry what do you uh, mean you people you know exactly <laughs> what i mean man you know exactly <laughs> what i mean uh, just curious draft twitter <laughs> yeah you <laughs> fantasy you fantasy weirdos <laughs> obviously i'm not a part of that i'm gonna put myself outside uh but you know i was on their podcast and they said we're gonna ask you also outside of a wide receiver who's your favorite rookie in this class I'm like thank you I can get a you know drop another take other than just the wide receivers. I got a lot of other opinions on a lot of other things. That can't be true. Well, and we've already talked beard and and handsome and handsome men, which is I guess right in my wheelhouse. <laughs> so that brings like me to bar. <laughs> that brings me to a question, Matt. How much I know so much of your time is designated to your reception perception, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. How much time do you put into I don't know if you want to say scouting, but evaluating these other positions, rookie positions, and and are you a big fan of the NFL draft in general? Do you do you look at any defensive players, or how how like where's that priority for you outside of wide receivers? Yeah, I mean receivers are obviously the biggest priority because of reception perception, and you know that that takes a lot of time. It's not like I'm just sitting down and watching like three cut ups and moving on with these receivers, and you know spending a lot of time charting all the routes and everything for each individual player. Um, so I, I, it's definitely a, not as big of a priority, but I like to look at the running backs because I really like the running back position. I like, I'm like i not like a quarterback expert at all, so it's more just based on like feel and what I, you know, kind of just what I gauge from from watching and looking at some stats and everything like that too. But so it's it's not a big priority, but I love, to, I love the draft. Like, and I feel this draft, in particular has been just overstocked with storylines and especially because of all the quarterbacks, just a lot of fascinating things to discuss. And I think that it's so much a reflection of where the league is going. I've talked about this on a fair few amount of shows too, that I've thought that this draft has not been as boring in the lead up to it. Like I'm not, yeah, I'm ready for the draft to happen, no doubt about it. But I'm also not sitting here like, ugh, all these dis- uh, b- before this week because it's kind of old at this point. But this past month, I haven't been as annoyed with the draft process because there's so many storylines, and I that's part of what I, the what I love about the draft. I think it, with the football off season, like it's probably my favorite time of year. Yeah, I think that part of part of what makes us. Draft special in certain regard is how cla- how close a lot of these prospects are to each other, and we we literally have no idea even how this top ten is really going to go. Maybe the back half we have a better idea, but I mean even with these quarterbacks we don't we don't yeah we don't know what's going to happen. So uh, I think that's helped to you know make this draft process this pre draft process not maybe as boring as years past. I'm gonna get a beer. I'll be right back. Yes. Priorities. Yes. I mean, you're asking a tough question, so I might as well drink for it. (laughs) Very curious to see if it is one of the five from the list. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So what do do we do now? We, uh, I mean, we don't really have a show. We've never had a show. I know, but I mean, like, Matt's gone. How was your day? Commercial? Commercial time? (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Are you down? Have you been reading Twitter over and over and over and over again? Well, guess what? The Open Bar is back and live Tuesday, 9.30 Eastern. 
and we're here right before the NFL draft. Are you bored of reading Twitter? Listen to us. <laughs> back People are going to be confused when that's the intro and then it's later in the show as well. <laughs> it sounded like you were going to be on loop for a second, like you were just a looping commercial. <laughs> are you tired? <laughs> like, whoa, what, what is going on here? It kind of sounded like I just put something up to the mic, didn't I? <laughs> yes. We have a pill for you. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, hey now. Uh, <laughs> If you're still talking about Baker Mayfield for 36 hours, please consult your doctor. <laughs> Facts. Elliot, Chris, we're talking to you, my man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see what his you're, reaction is. You're, you're not you're not still bitter about being stood up in New York, are you, Gabe? Uh, uh. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! Who stood you? Who stood you up? Let's not oh, talk about wow. That. Wow, we've uh, moved it's so on. funny that you asked that, Matt. Let's uh, let let's get into that again. Yeah, we I'm, in talking we put I'm in talking huge, drama. We put this huge thing on Twitter. Uh, a bunch of fans were going to show up to see the NFL draft talker, Chris, the Sal. What's his last Lido. name? Lido. Lido. That's it. Lido, Lido Sal. Right, and uh, the Dynasty Frank, uh, ah. whatever he is. And, well, now and, this and, is getting and bad. No one showed up, Matt. It was just me, and uh, people were disappointed. They didn't get it. <laughs> That's unfortunate. I, I put my hair in cornrows. I, I took them out of cornrows to crimp my hair. I, I did everything I could, but they were not impressed. I can't believe people didn't want to come to a Frank event. Right. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Get cussed out well, all day was, long. It was a Frank coming to a that. Frank event. That was the issue. Yeah, well, that makes sense. All right, Matt, what are you drinking, though? All right, I've got the Stone uh, Ruination uh, Double IPA. Okay, so you went, you you have the stones to put stone in your top five and actually drink the stone. Yeah, different different type of uh, beer, though, than the one that was in my top five. Um, this actually comes from – so my girlfriend got me hooked on – well, she didn't get me hooked on it, but she took made me go to Costco – uh, she's like a big Costco truther. Uh, and I'm like, this is not my scene. Uh, too many people. Uh, the But but some of the stuff you get there wait, is good. Wait, 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 wait. You this don't like buying in bulk scene. for you and Charlie? Yeah, right? Like, it's me and Chuck in this in this tiny little apartment. Like, I don't need all this stuff. But he goes through like a five pound bag of dog food every six months. <laughs> no, nah, man, that dog, that dog does not eat much. Uh, he is not pulling the weight here. But but uh, and, but there are some things that they sell that I like. Like they have this, you know, pretty good price for this big 24 pack of beers that, you know, you buy a 12 pack and it's like $19. This I got for like 24. So pretty solid kind of coming towards the tail end of that. And so we're still working through that. But um other than that, not not too interested in the Costco scene, but you know you you got to take you got to pick your battles. Am I right? Fact. If you <laughs> like that girl, then yes. You, I mean, she, enjoy- she she I she I know. <laughs> Is there any possibility I could at her on Twitter right now? Just make sure nope. that she understands. Nope. Nope. But you saw. Well, so I did. I did tweet today uh, about like Mike. I think Mike Freeman from Bleacher Report tweeted out that uh, some of the 
like scouts have, are asking players about like their girlfriend or that's like a popular question. Oh, yeah. And if, you know, the theme of uh, the theme of these prospect interviews is they like want to make them squirm or they want to make me uncomfortable or make you uncomfortable. So I quote you and that said, yeah, this question works on me 10 times out of 10 makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> is he the and she one? Does, <laughs> she does follow me on Twitter and uh, sent me that tweet and said, yeah, this makes me feel real good to like read this sort of stuff on your feed. I'm like, Sorry. <laughs> Comes with the territory. Oops. I okay. will do any anything for a good joke. Well, sure. Look, well, baby, with that, you with love that me. said, I mean, we have the kind of power ranking going here. Let's just do a top five girlfriends for you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Where them skeletons Where at? Hey. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you have to pay him a lot of money for that one. He's like, can we talk about wide receivers right now? Yeah, all right. So, uh, mm. Calvin Ridley, he's old, huh? <laughs> I know I said I didn't necessarily want to talk wide receivers, yeah, but all of a sudden, can, wide receiver feel? sounds real good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> real if, that, good. if these are the alternatives, uh, I think I would just go back to what I know. We'll talk about those receivers, huh? <laughs> uh, <laughs> How about the handsome QB? Could you rank their, you know, hypothetical girlfriends? Um, yeah, sure. I well, I know Baker has a girlfriend because I heard him on a podcast, an ESPN podcast, saying that he and his girlfriend were uh, like for his birthday. They took um, they took a trip to Santa Barbara up for the weekend for his birthday. I'm like, mm, must be nice, pal. Um, yeah, but, uh, so I bet you he's, I, I don't know. I could, I could, you know what? I'm not going to get into this. This is like a, this is a trap. I'm going to end. I'm going to be, I will, this, I'm going to lose my job off this podcast. I can already feel it. Don't get fired, Harmon. I, only, get I fire. said hypothetical for our boy, Sam. So, um, we still don't know, but I mean, well, at, once he get, I shouldn't even say that once he gets drafted, I'm sure he'll be just fine. Darnold is yeah, so right. young. Like, I mean, he's, he's only like 20 right now, right? Or has he turned 21 he's yet? 20. He's 20, yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Is he your oldest top five pick ever, I believe? Yep. Is he, is, he your, is he your favorite quarterback of this bunch? No, Lamar Jackson's my favorite quarterback of the bunch. Hey. Um, I'm a, yeah, that, when, that on the other podcast, when they asked who, who's my favorite non-wide receiver in the draft, I think it's Lamar Jackson. Uh, I just am such a fan of – of watching him play. I don't know if he's, you know, again, I'm no quarterback expert. I don't know if he's the best quarterback in the draft, but he's definitely my favorite and someone I want to see succeed. Uh, because I think not only obviously does he bring so much with his rushing ability, but I think he's a great uh, middle of the field passer. And so much of the NFL game today is based on that middle of the field, you know, sort of 10 yards out and 10 yards from the from the point of release. And I think he can thrive in that area, even if he's not a great like outside the numbers passer yet. So I, I just really want to see him succeed. And plus, I just think that he's fun. He's a fun guy, too. Like, I don't know if you watch the like combine interviews with him. Those were awesome to just kind of see him like like when, when the one guy asked him again, you know, do you want to be like a gadget quarterback or whatever? And he just before the guys even answered, he's like throwing a hand up like, what, what do you do? Like, I, I want to see those guys succeed. And is that for fantasy? Is that real life? Oh, real life. Yeah, no. Okay. Fantasy, obviously, with the rushing ability that's yeah. there. But, um, you know, I, I just think that those guys can create – they can create offense even if they're not good – even if they're not great passers right away uh, because of the way they can run. And if they're accurate over the middle of the field because that's – if people remember Robert Griffin the third, like I know that's an easy comparison to make, and I'm not necessarily saying that just because – 
of the styles of that they play, but that is important to it too. Like not only was he great off those read option plays, but so much of that Shanahan system asks you to throw over the middle of the field, really concentrated passes in that area. And he was just great on those. I mean, he would hit Pierre Garcon accurately on slants and just leave so much room to get yards after the catch. And I think that Jackson can thrive in, in a similar situation. So I really hope he ends up going to a great spot. Like, I, I want because Baltimore is like collecting all of my former sons uh, that have not worked out elsewhere in reception perception. I want to see him go to ball. I want to see Lamar Jackson go to Baltimore and take that offense over. Yeah, those RPOs open up so much of the middle of the field too. Like Robert Griffin Jr.'s or the third, I shouldn't say junior. Robert Griffin's uh, rookie season, man, Pierre Garcon was open so much on those RPO uh, play action fakes that you know. People are biting because of the the run threat there. Then Pierre Garçon's wide open on a slant route. And and I'll say this too, like with with, with you know, there's so much about like is that sustainable and everything. But I think it is because again, so much of the uh, the passing game is is based on that middle of the field these days in the NFL. That that's why with some of these guys, I think the way traditional scouts like critique, critique them is kind of you know, it's kind of a, a moot point now because there's just so few deep out passes in the NFL. I saw Graham Barfield tweet this out today that, you know, everybody wants to talk about who is the best deep passer and who can throw it the farthest and, and with great accuracy on deep throws. But that only, but throws that traveled 20 plus yards in the air only make up about 6% of the throws in the NFL today. So much of it is based on anticipa- anticipation over the middle of the field. So I, I think that there is some sustainability in that offense, and especially with the game continuing to evolve. Like, I don't, I don't know how about you guys feel about this, but I feel like since when I started like just blogging about football like four years ago or whatever, I feel the game has changed so much just in that short amount of time. And I am interested to see where it's going to be, you know, even four years from now. I think we talked about last week too. Like I remember not that long ago where if a college quarterback wasn't taking snaps under center, that was like a big concern. And now it's like 80% of passing plays or 80% of snaps. Was it dropbacks? Dropbacks are, are shocking formation. So it's funny how, things change so fast and it's the coaches that can change with the times that are successful. Yep. Uh, before, before too long, we probably won't be talking about the quarterback. We'll talk be talking about three running back sets and, you know, <laughs> tackles will be lining up out wide. <laughs> so it'll be rugby. I doubt it. Uh, with, uh, with with safety concerns, that seems a little dangerous. You know? <laughs> I, want, I want the NFL to last a really long time so I can have a job for a really long time because I don't think I can do anything else at this point, guys. I'll tell you what. like uh, I don't think I can have a real job anymore. Now that my job is just make takes about football, I don't know that I'm good for anything else. I, I, I just think you've done pretty well so far on on beer selections, handsomeness. handsomeness. <laughs> you might be you might be able to write for GQ. I was gonna um, say, but see, that's just all take making. Uh, so I guess I can be yeah, uh, create some other type of content maybe, but I don't want to push it. I don't want to push my luck. <laughs> um, I, to to put a quick break in this, um, something happened just now on Twitter, and I have to share it because it might be. Uh, the apex of my life. 
Um, if you guys aren't already, you need to be following the Casey Kasem, uh, the first lady of the open bar. That's our home girl. And uh, she just dropped a dope rhyme about our show game. Um, no. I had to mute myself to listen to it for a second. It's about a minute and 16 seconds long. No, she didn't. Uh, I, yes, she did. I just retweeted it. Um, she's pretty awesome. So whatever you're doing, Casey, you're the bomb. And y'all should check that out sometime sooner rather than later. I'm going to, yeah, I'll put that in. Please add it. Whenever, get, somehow add I'll, this, I'll definitely add put it in at the end of the show at the oh very least. She's a boss. Thank Casey. you, Casey. You're so dope. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anyhow, um, switching gears another again, um, the chat is lit. I think once you say, once someone says, hey, we've got Matt Harmon, uh, Reception Perception Wonderkin on, people <laughs> tend to gravitate to our show, which is kind of cool. Um, I mean, Robbie, we like you and all, but, um, you know, you're no boy, me. young boy. I thought they were here for me. <laughs> <laughs> so so shouts they are, to Robbie. they are <laughs> uh mike stepney kyle's up in here um we've got kenny we've got zach from the dummies uh we've got dwight peoples people's champ up in this place up from dhh doug eddie dougie fresh is in the building um tons of fun folks and People came on wondering why. Oh, the butcher. I'm sorry. I thought I said you, Matt. I thought I said you first. Uh, the butchers here, Dynasty Butcher. Um, people kind of walked in. Oh, and JDB, John Debari, that that dude. Um, people were wondering why, Matt, you weren't talking um, wide receivers. Uh, so maybe they missed that first part where um, we're trying to do other things. We're not going but... to either. So we're going to go with Donnie. Neil, head out. Get out. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so so for everyone who um, might be a tad disappointed, if you'd like to hear Matt's thoughts, um, you can do one of a few things. You can go purchase the Ultimate Draft Kit uh, from the Fantasy Footballers. Uh, you can listen to the Dynasty Happy Hour podcast. Uh, they just had Matt on. Uh, or you can listen to the Fantasy Footballers that just dropped today, also talking about reception perception. Um, we're going to have more fun than that. Twitter too. I mean, very <laughs> well, yeah. to just throw up some gifs of, of some wide receivers every once in a while, just to, you know, little tease. Fact. Yeah, no, you can do, uh, you can do any one of those things, but uh, we're, we're bringing some originality. I like this. Very good. So, um, in, in order to keep with not, uh, not, not going to <laughs> wide receivers. I do want to make sure that we get this open bar rookie roast in. Oh is my this god! A, is this a good time for this, Gabe? Can I, I do that? We've gone through like half the show, and I had no idea. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> we don't. We don't have to spend a ton of time here, but we did talk about it, so I want to want to get it out there for those that may not know. Uh, the open bar uh, rookie roast was a hashtag that we've been using over the last twenty four to forty eight hours. Uh, it was from the brain of our dear friend, <laughs> Mr. David Berger. Uh, Emmy award-winning producer, I might add, of uh, the United Shades of America, which you can check out on CNN. I think he's got a season premiere coming up, 10 p.m. Uh, I think it's either on Tuesday or Thursday. I can't remember. Um, but it's on CNN, so check that out if you would. But he thought, hey, why don't we roast these rookies a little bit before uh, we actually get to the NFL draft and they have landings and things of that nature. So um, I want to go through some of the best ones that I've seen on here because there's been some fire – 
things that we can talk about. And and kind of what kicked off the show today, which might be my favorite rookie roast that we've done thus far or that I've seen. Uh, shout out to at DHH Scout. Uh, he hit us with Sam Darnold was just taken 101 in the least likely to steal your girl mark mock draft. That is by far my favorite <laughs> one. So I don't even know. I, I don't know who what his first name is, Chris, but right? at DHH Chris. Scout. Is it Chris? Or is, am I confusing? No, not we'll that's not We'll call him Chris. No, no, no. We'll no, call him Chris, up. sure. I was thinking of TFA Chris, I think. Yeah. So 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 shouts to Roll you. That's that's a winner. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> And the picture that he put, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to pull that up. Um, this is this one's from David. This is from David Berger, and we don't have to dive into the wide receiver talk. But Auden Tate is built like a transformer. The only problem is when he springs into action, he doesn't turn into a sports car. It's more like a parked jeep. <laughs> That's so cold. It's really mean. Yeah, <laughs> a jeep might, might be too fast though. <laughs> it's parked, it, though. it doesn't even matter like what it vehicle matter it is. What car it is, right? No, it's just yeah. a parked vehicle. I don't. I mean, but at least that has the capability going fast. You should have said like a tank. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like that one much better. Tr- like a Panzer Shrek. Yes, please that. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> like a parked Gage- Mini Cooper. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I'm just saying I didn't. <laughs> Why's it gotta be a Mini Cooper though? I don't know. I, just, I want I want David to explain the Jeep thing. I, I I think it's hilarious for one, but I just didn't understand the Jeep part. Is that like in the Transformers movie? Is that why they, they transform into Jeeps? Probably. Is Transformers sponsored by Jeep. Is the open bar sponsored by Jeep? Sponsored by open no, bar. No, we've say. said Jeep way too many times and we don't now. get paid a lick. No, but open bars <laughs> sponsored by Transformers. So, wow. Ooh, robots in disguise. I like that. And you guys got better sponsors than we do on the NFL Fantasy Podcast. <laughs> What's that? Well, no, I don't know. Our sponsors are so big that we don't even have to name them. We don't even have to <laughs> Fact. talk about them on the show. That's impressive. Fact. So, it might not seem like we have a bunch, but we do. The list uh, is in your uh, your sheet that you got at the beginning. Yeah, of the it's show. All, it's, <laughs> great point, Robbie. The list of our sponsors is on the show sheet that you should have gotten. <laughs> oh. This whole no having the not having the show sheet thing is really killing me here. Yeah, you really geez. fell through. <laughs> I got to talk to my people about this. Uh, at DHH Adam, Cortland Sutton strides like a gazelle, but one of the gazelles that gets separated from the pack is specifically targeted and inevitably caught by the lion as we watch in disgust but can't look away. That's so mean. I was like reading through that and I was like, I was I was ready to be mad. And then he said gazelle. And I was like, okay. And then he said like separation. And then he said like getting caught up. And then he and then he said like wanted to look but couldn't look away kind of thing so i was very up and down on that tweet because i just wanted to hate him the whole time i'm a guy, but I, I just wasn't sure where to go but i think ultimately i i hate you adam so uh you're busting my sutton tell me and i don't appreciate it this this one again from david berger uh calvin ridley is so old he hung out with oj and ac years before the murder Oof. you should have uh, let me that, say, are we allowed to say that one on air 
Is, so, is that too? How old is he? <laughs> He's so old. He knew OJ did. Um, <laughs> uh, there's one more specifically I definitely want to read. I'm sorry. Give me a second. I can't believe we got an OJ joke here in the year 2018. Impressive. Something never die. Oh, <laughs> well, wow. Okay. Not cool. <laughs> Not cool. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, say another one already, J. Mike. Let's... <laughs> from from our friend uh, FL Two Drink Minimum on Twitter, um, he just good. had a list of superlatives. I like this. This was, this was, this was fantastic. This yes, the winner of the Whitest Kicks Award, Josh Rosen. I could totally see him rocking white kicks to like one hundred percent of the time with the black socks, thinking he's tough. <laughs> The Don't Go In There After Me Award, Vita Vea. <laughs> you could totally see him destroying a toilet. I hope everyone is getting the office reference right now. Yes, I hope so too. <laughs> From the Dundies. <laughs> uh, the Bushier Beaver Award goes to Hayden Hurst. Ugh, I'm worried. <laughs> Hottest in the office, Saquon Barkley. I mean, have you seen the man live life? He's ravishing. He's thick. He's T H I C C thick. I'm. I'm. Yeah. Two C's. <laughs> I mean, dang on. Throw some spinners on that thing. Um, <laughs> the fine work award goes to Calvin Ridley. <laughs> that kind of sounds like a car. The Saquon Barkley. <laughs> And last but not least, the tight ass award. The one, the only Josh Allen. That speaking of Josh Allen. <laughs> speaking of Josh Allen, Matt, are you one of the people who think that Josh Allen can make it happen? Uh no. But here's why I really want it to happen. Because nobody else, like everybody is 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 I'm not about this guy, you know? And I mean, I think the problems are obvious, you know, but like when I first started out this, like the draft process kind of hopping in, you know, cause I, I, I come in, you know, after the NFL season's over, I'm not like watching these guys routinely or anything. I'm not like an actual draft analyst. Um, but I know what people think about players because, you know, I have a Twitter account. Um, and like, I, you know, I, coming in, I knew obviously what the deal with Josh Allen was, but like at that time, I was like, man, all the all y'all that are telling me that Josh Allen can't play are the same ones that told me that Carson Wentz can't play, and I, we saw how that turned out. So right away, I'm skeptical. Also, as like a true contrarian, you know, I really like everybody thinks Josh Allen sucks, so I really want to think he's great, um, but I can't. It's a really tough Twitter. You would have followers if you like Josh Allen. Well, and it's like, well, this is the thing too. Like, nobody has had an original Josh Allen take for about a month now. Mm -hmm. Like, it's the same. I saw a couple people still today, like posting gifts of him, like missing throws. I'm like, holy shit! Like, can I curse on here? Is that fine? Uh, Go for it. Well, holy shit! Like, you not have your uh, Josh Allen's not accurate. Like, damn, hadn't heard. Like, drafts in (laughs) two days. I think we figured it out by now. Like, what point are you proving? Like, 
Oh, man, yeah, you're right. It is weird that he's getting propped up this much despite the fact that uh, he has nothing of a resume. Yeah, it's weird, but we've been here before. Who do you think like is coming into this process right now that follows you on Twitter that's like, you know, I've really learned something from this tweet. Like, give it a, almost like give it a rest, you know? Like, I, I don't know, but I, I go back and forth on it so much. Guess, guess who loves Josh Allen and guess who watches only highlight tapes? Probably, oh, probably owners. <laughs> oh, they're like, dude, this Josh Allen kid. Have you seen the throws that he makes? And that's 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 part of why he's so polarizing. Is some of the throws he makes are extremely accurate and unbelievable. I mean, some of the throws he's made are the best that you will see in this class. So, if you are only going from that standpoint, and you think for some reason he can improve on his 50% completion percentage throughout his whole career, including high school and JUCO, then, man, yeah, if he could become a 60%, 65% completion quarterback with the tools that he has, with the arm talent that he has, then, yes. I mean, he has arguably the biggest upside in this class. But there are one thing, huge concerns. I think that's one thing you add uh, to the drinking rules for the NFL draft will be how many times <laughs> do they say Josh Allen has the highest potential or a large amount of potential um, when you're watching NFL draft. That's no one has that much beer. Great call. Matt Great is going to run out of beer. Yeah, I'll be, I will be, I don't have any work assignments because I'm not that important yet uh, for the draft night. Um, I, I will be at a bar and I guess I'll just like tell them just keep a keg separate for me for that one. <laughs> yeah. Here's here's the thing though. I hear your point, Jake, about like the highlights are the best in the class or whatever, but man, there are some throw like the low lights are the worst. Oh, there's no <laughs> doubt. And, and that's the, to make a low light highlight reel. Just <laughs> cut on the Boise tape, man. There's some throws that's on true. there that like I've never I mean it's like you know Charlie Whitehurst level stuff man and I hate to take a take a shot at clipboard Jesus like that I'm sorry I you know please forgive me but you know Gabe's third cousin over there uh but you know. <laughs> I was going to say he makes Gabe blush because of his hair you know ne nevertheless like I mean there's some just awful awful stuff in there and and I don't know how anybody can be confident in it but you know what so much of you, you mentioned like the owners and everything and so much of the process I think with quarterbacks that we overlook on the outside is like how comfortable do you feel with the person um, and I, I don't know how to evaluate these people as people because I don't know them but the people that do meet them I do think that ends up skewing them a lot because I'd even tell you from meeting some prospects you know and like getting to interview them at the network like I come away thinking like damn yeah no this guy's gonna be good because you just meet a human being and you're more a little a little more apt to like buy into them and I bet Josh Allen is probably a very, uh, you know, people do seem to like him. He seems to have a good personality. He's a farm boy. I mean, I can yeah. relate to that. Yeah. So I, I don't Small know, man. Farm boy. There, I got a lot of conflicting factors here with the whole Josh Allen thing. Um, but at the end of the day, <laughs> look at that hair. That's beautiful. I mean, check, check out my salad, so though. That is right totally now. your cousin, Gabe. Oh, I'm let it flow. Him. Can you get a fan right now? I'm now. I'm kind of curious where I land on this uh, top five handsome QBs list. Uh, Come on, no, man. nowhere near Charlie. I know that it would be just a picture of your Fu Manchu. That's I'm just, it. I'm just trying to compete with Sam. That's all I know. Yeah, um, come on, man. Don't you don't do this to yourself. It's it's fair. <laughs>
good point. Um, <laughs> oh, Charlie. Oh, Charlie. That's a, that's a sweet salad. Yeah. That's a sweet salad. Um, is there any like a, a kind of small school effect for Josh Allen? Because everyone, you know, it, it worked with Carson Wentz. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. That is yeah. that where people are at too. That with potential, that Carson Wentz had the most potential, just because no one had any idea what he was and what he played against or anything. So, the NFL is totally subject to recency bias, like yeah. just and just narrative, you know that sort of stuff. So, I completely buy into the fact that because Carson Wentz worked out, you know, people are willing to. Be like, oh, you know, Josh Allen, basically the same player. Uh, you know, there, I can, we can make it work, sort of thing. I 100% believe that the NFL is just really reactionary like that. So there's no doubt about it. <laughs> My like God. Two horrible comparisons. One, though, with, one extreme with to the other. That's Wentz like those crazy so uncles. Success. If you and Charlie Whitehurst had a crazy uncle, like this would be him. Oh, gosh. That's not what I wanted to see. That's one of my thirty. That's one of my thirty-one bosses. So you need to relax. <laughs> <laughs> that was a per, per request of Matt Threat. You're welcome. You're welcome, Butcher. <laughs> so it's amazing that he pays stuff. his stylist. You know he has a stylist. Yes, I've heard. Yeah, that Jimmy. Jimmy, you know how I like it. So awful. Uh, <laughs> so let me ask this, Robbie. Um, do are you are you at all in the Josh Allen camp in terms of being able to think that he'll 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 do any sort of uh, anything in the NFL besides uh, rock a clipboard like a boss? <laughs> no, I think it's interesting with the Carson Wentz comparison because Carson Wentz just kind of lit it up in in college. I mean, I know it was uh, the FCS and not the FBS, but I mean, his team had success every single time, and I mean. Josh Allen was at Wyoming where, like we all said, he, he has, he had his struggles against Boise state and got crushed against Iowa. There's just a lot of games where he just didn't perform well where Carson once did. And so it's, it's interesting. I guess they both have really big arms and that's a comparison you can make. But other than that, their college careers were just totally different. So I know I'm not on the Josh Allen uh, bandwagon, but uh, like Matt said, I do like to root for uh, an underdog and he's just getting piled on. So I've kind of just laid off and said, you know, uh, he is where he is. If he falls enough, you know, he can be a value, whether you're talking about an NFL team or a, a fantasy draft. But um, he's definitely not in my in my top four at all. So will he be on any of your dynasty teams, guys? Everybody answer. Will he be? Will Josh Allen be on any of your dynasty teams? Yes, he will. Not if John Bosch is in that league. <laughs> That's true. That's what true. is Bosch? Is Bosch a, a Josh Allen guy? He likes him for fantasy purposes, but I, I think talk I, about fantasy insanity. Am I right? I, <laughs> Fact. I think, well I think, I think, he, I think he makes a good point is that he's going to have a lot of draft capital behind him because he's so bad. He's probably going to be behind in a lot of games and you're also going to get him very late where there's not a whole lot of risk involved with drafting him, especially in a super flex league. All these people are on Twitter. They realize how much hate is going on after Josh Allen. Mm -hmm. If you're a starting quarterback, you have value. So is he worse than Blake Bortles? Hmm. Yes. I don't, I don't know about that. 
Here, here's about that. Here's, Jay, here's the you thing. Know you, can, you know you cannot come on this show. <laughs> oh, I just did. Out of all shows. I just and did. And besmirch the great name of the AFC South champion leading the team to the AFC title game. Blake What's your definition Bortles? of leading? Uh, Being the quarterback of the team who gets there. Okay, he's a quarterback. <laughs> You know what? You're being a real douche nugget right now, and I don't like it. Go ahead, Matt. Uh, well, this is the only the second podcast ever I've been on where another host is called the other uh, douche nugget, but that's <laughs> neither here nor there. Uh, the thing, the thing, words wanted to be said. Yeah, I just I want to know who was copying us. Is what I want to know. Yeah, uh, what would what was that podcast? It's you know some crazy radio station down in Florida, so I don't want to know. <laughs> Um, no, it was uh, it was NFL Network. Uh, Patrick, Cl- no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but for real, um, what was it? What were we talking about? We were talking about Josh Allen, right? Um, the thing the thing about it is though, like what I what, one situation I keep coming back to with Josh Allen is Paxton Lynch in Denver, and you know I, I don't know that there's going to be this. I, I again, I wonder if this is a, an area where the NFL is changing. That if you don't get on the field and show any promise. I think because you're no longer paying these first round quarterbacks big market money like they used to before the rookie pay scale, I think teams are a little quicker to to pull the hook, you know. Uh, so I do wonder if that's going to be a situation, and it's going to come down to like landing spot with Josh Allen too. Because man, if he ends up in Buffalo, talk about a nightmare. I mean, they've got nothing on that offense. They've got Kelvin Benjamin, like maybe Kelvin Benjamin and Charles Clay combined make one good pass catcher. Um, Sean McCoy, McCoy's <laughs> and he's probably got one year left in him. And their line has been just completely decimated. Uh, so they don't have much. I mean, Zay Jones, who knows what the hell is going on there. LSD and, is going on there. Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> uh, so I don't know, man. Like, if he ends up in Buffalo, that is, that's like a nightmare situation waiting to happen. Uh, I think so much of it's going to come down to where he goes. And, and I do think teams are – ready and willing to throw in the towel with these quarterbacks more right away. Uh, It's kind of a, it's kind of a two way scenario though, too, because you can see other teams really go sell out and surround them with a bunch of talent. But the, the Paxton Lynch example is a, is a one that I come back to a lot with these young quarterbacks and that like John Elway, who I think is probably one of the, one of the more, let's just say self-assured, Human beings running an NFL front office, Uh, and the fact that he's even like two, two, three years into the Paxton Lynch thing, like, oh no, that's not gonna work out. Like uh, that, that says a lot to me. That's fair. Yeah, but I don't. Is there any way that any quarterback in this top five, including Josh Allen, is going to be less prepared than Paxton Lynch is on a week to week basis? It depends on how much. I mean, I think that the the good news about Josh Allen is that it does sound like he really wants to be great, which that's all the rumblings coming out of Denver is that uh, Paxton Lynch doesn't exactly uh, care all that much. Uh, So, or at least doesn't know that, you know, he's not putting in the preparation aspect of it. I know Cecil Lammy always talks about how much Xbox he plays. (laughs) He's a gamer uh, though. Yeah, right. I don't know, man. I, I don't know, but I love – I mean, but, again, this quarterback class is so fascinating to me. Um, and the, the Josh Allen part of it is is interesting just because, like, there's never 
it's just almost like what like why where does it come from you know and like i said nobody's had an original josh allen take in like a month and i haven't said anything original here yet <laughs> since we started talking about <laughs> it the and I, I love going back to this tweet just because we were talking about how bereft uh, buffalo is of weapons um heath cummings uh, back in in january this year it, and, and if we can all take a look back uh, down memory lane, the 2014 Buffalo Bills wide receiving corps, Sammy Watkins, Robert Woods, Chris <laughs> Hogan, Marquise Goodwin. That's he, why he ends the tweet with, we thought really that was a bad wide guy. receiving core at one time. Yes, we oh, did. We did. Like wide receiver ones on their team, arguably. I mean, maybe not Goodwin, but because of Garcon, but I mean. But wow. maybe. I mean. Mm-hmm. It's crazy to think Buffalo. God, hey, well, does that does, does that say does look? I'm a Tyrod guy, but does that say anything about Tyrod to you guys at all? Because I, because I know here we go. But because I know that like you know <laughs> Buffalo fans for whatever reason seem like they they were almost like brainwashed to the point where like they think that Tyrod sucks. Uh, but I, I like I like Tyrod Taylor. I think he's a you know very low level starting quarterback in the NFL, like a good bridge guy, probably more like an ideal backup. I like watching him play. I've always rooted for him, but doesn't like just that. I totally asking you guys without an agenda. Does that say anything about it to you? The it fact that all these receivers absolutely does, it absolutely does. And I think, I think part Especially of the with Robert is- Woods, I mean, just looking at all of them individually, you could find success. I mean, Robert Woods, we all kind of left for dead. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, we did. Jared Goff to prop him up. I mean, no one expected that. And maybe, you know, we've talked about this plenty of times. The McVay probably was part of that more so than Jared Goff. But, uh, and Sammy Watkins finding more success than he really ever did in Buffalo. Marquise Goodwin had some times <laughs> in San Fran. So, yeah, totally. And Chris Hogan, obviously. I think, though, if you do look at it, like all three of the, all four of those guys, because Watkins and Woods both went to LA. Uh, Goodwin to San Francisco, Hogan to New England, like all of those guys have ended up with great offensive minds that I think are kind of ahead of the curve at the wide receiver position and being able to identify roles and say, hey, I I know you don't do everything, but you can do these two things well, and we're going to put you in a role to succeed in that fashion. And I think all of those guys, Watkins included, are all mostly just role players. Uh, Watkins obviously is the best of the bunch, but they all thrive in one specific way or another. And I think that Shanahan, McVay, and Josh McDaniels slash Bill Belichick in New England really are able to identify wide receiver roles better than anybody. So that would be the one kind of caveat, I guess, is is that they all went to these offensive minds that are really great at deploying players. So maybe that does say more about the way they were used in Buffalo as opposed to the quarterback they played with because – I don't think that Buffalo has ever exactly uh, hoisted up a great offensive mind there over the last few years. That's a good point, but I got to go to J. Mike right now because there are some thoughts of Bruin. I think Matt just disrespected Sammy Watkins and J. I think he was looking things. at something else. The timing oh, was just no, impeccable no, no, no. there. I think There's it was just the timing. So, I saw the evil in J. Mike's so eyes for a second there. Yeah, no, there's so much. I'd like to address, but I, I will not derail how much how much good forward motion we have. Um, yeah, I'm not going to do it. So the uh, in the chat, 
um, and and as someone pointed out in the chat, uh, Dwight did shout out to the People's Champ. Um, again, when Matt Harmon comes on our show for the first time, it, it brings everyone out. Um, Pacific Scouting, holla at your boy, Mr. Cheney, LJ in the building with us. LJ is here. Um, yeah, LJ. I, I like LJ a My lot. Man. He does good work over man. Debbie Watch. Um, Zach, again, from the Dynasty Dummies. <laughs> and let me know if this is true. Um, and maybe, Mr. Harmon, you might have to blink twice just so nobody from the NFL, like, comes to <laughs> kick down your door. This. Okay, so he says that he's a good bridge guy is NFL Network for this guy blows. Blink twice if that's true. I'm not, no, it's not that he blows. <laughs> I just want we to make got, sure that we got, we've got, I mean, we've got some coded language for when we want to say a player sucks, but we can't. Uh, <laughs> but that's not one. <laughs> okay. I Fair normally enough. just don't, when I, when producers will say, like, hey, do you, you know, do you want to talk about this guy? And I don't have like anything nice to say. I'll just kind of say, I don't, nah, I don't have any takes on that one. Um, let's just keep moving. Kind of good to oh, know, though, really. <laughs> Be okay, looking so for that anyone now. you don't talk about, you don't like. Got it. Yeah, no, I mean, for real. Down. But 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 and honest, honestly, that is kind of that is kind of true because I've just found it so much easier to to not bring up the like. People will always be worse to you if you're negative on a guy and you're right you're wrong about him like nobody ever comes back and be like hey man you hated uh tyler boyd like hell of a call on that one uh nobody cares about that <laughs> right, right uh but if you don't like a guy and he's good you're gonna hear it forever and it just doesn't really it doesn't do really do anything for you not that like being right or wrong does anything like that's the little breaking news for uh for all you guys and everybody watching like you know what doesn't matter at all in this business is how right you are about stuff. You know, it's never happened to me. Like my boss has never come up to my, come up to me and be like, you know, Harmon had a hell of a good month. Uh, all your starts, all your starts and sits nailed it. Uh, Except gonna, after the A-Rob year. No, nah, man, you know, that didn't do, that didn't do a damn thing for me career wise, other than get some Twitter likes, which doesn't matter in the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> so i mean the only reason any like analyst has an incentive to be right about stuff is just their own like personal accountability uh because there's never a point like you know i could get i could get shit wrong for years and years and years and that's never i mean look you can see it across uh I'm not gonna name any names but you can see it across the business people get shit wrong for years and Did they never are Piper? I didn't say Mel Piper. <laughs> His initials are MK, but I didn't. I didn't say <laughs> but I mean, there's no accountability. There's there's, there's no accountability for, I mean, for right Allen, and wrong takes. I mean, the Allen Robinson year, sure, got you all the likes. But just imagine what's going to happen to your career when Tyler Lockett has. His oh, that's year. that's yeah. when they'll probably they'll call in Fabiano. That's they'll call in. They'll call in Rank. They'll call Rank, in James Coe, yeah. and they'll be like, "Hey, man, y'all got to go." <laughs> Clear the budget. Uh, this is just gonna be NFL got fantasy. Who knows what he's talking about? Yeah, NFL fantasy Harmon live. Uh, it's just gonna be one, <laughs> one continuous hour of me preaching. Basically. Finally got your show, Matt. Yeah, pretty much. That's that's what we're. Hey, they'll the they'll take Damashek off the pod. Throw me on there. Hey, just all Harmon all the time. Let me let me upgrade you. No, uh, I love Shaq and Rank. I love rank too. Rank is hilarious. Yeah, rank is rank is the first look. I'll tell you, rank is the first person uh, on in the network 
that like is you know a, a talent like a tv person that ever w- was like that told me like hey you can do this like this is you know you should push for this sort of stuff and i was like what are you talking about i'm just a writer uh but <laughs> so he's he's the man i will always keep up awesome. for adam rank i was in his uh sfb7 division Nice. Solid, dude. solid dude. Oh, I thought there was more. I was waiting. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not like we had a bromance or anything. That's as far as our relationship went. Was yeah, we're in the same SFB seven division. I thought you were going like yeah, we we're met up for wings, weddings, or you know, yeah, groomsmen. We're gonna meet up in New York. I don't know if he's, he's got some good tweets maybe. about. Uh, you probably met up with him in New York, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. he's had. <laughs> He's had some good tweets about open bars at weddings, though. I'm sure Matt has caught on to those before. What? Open bars at weddings? Adam, Adam Rank? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, he's, he's, had some good. Good, he's had some good tweets about open bars at weddings. Yes, he's a good He's he's good for a, occasionally have a good tweet every now and again. <laughs> he's not as active uh, as that. Uh, like. According to Dynasty League Football's ADP data um, for April, uh, there is only one, excuse me, there are two rookie quarterbacks currently going after Tyrod Taylor. Anyone would, anyone, would any of you guys like to guess who those two guys are? Only two of the top five? Uh, two of the uh, top six. And that Luke probably gives Falk and Mike White. Let's just know. <laughs> they're too, they're too, <laughs> too, they're too, too far, far down, down the there. List. Too far down there, oh. boy, young boy. <laughs> well, you just said rookie I, quarterback, it's, so it's yeah, it's I did. probably right. it's probably Rudolph and Allen. Yes, Tyrod Taylor going at twenty eight, QB twenty eight. Josh Allen at QB twenty nine. Mason Rudolph at QB thirty. Rank those three guys. Who would you rather have on your team between those three? I mean, can you not a, not Rudolph? Yeah, dude, Rudolph sucks. <laughs> Rudolph is so bad. Anybody that takes him in the first or second round, blows. just Hackenberg it. Yeah, he's a bridge. Mason Rudolph, I think he's a bridge guy. Bridge uh, yeah, Mason Rudolph is a bridge quarterback three for you. <laughs> yeah, I don't really get that one. I mean, I guess, I well. I don't get it. He's got handsome. A, he's got a, hey, why was he not on your handsome list? Because there's no way he does not look better than mm, Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. <laughs> he might be 1A, 1B. Oh, you're right though. That's a that is a good point. Um, but well, he only said we were only talking the top five quarterbacks. So I didn't I didn't throw him in there. He's like quarterback eight. We were just talking top five QB handsomeness. You could have thrown any QBs in there, Matt. You decided to put Darnold at five. That's all you. Damn, you're right. This is my credibility is shot. Uh, <laughs> you, you might as well go back to Brussels. You got bro. no chance at GQ magazine. That GQ thing is out the window. Um, Damn it! Well, I better not mess this NFL thing up. So, <laughs> please. Uh, He's a bridge guy, you know. I'm, uh, I'm just gonna shout the. I'm just gonna shout these out randomly as I see them. Also on Twitter, um, hashtag Open Bar Ricky Roast. This is from our own at NFL Draft Talker. Josh Rosen once visited the Virgin Islands. They are now just called the islands. <laughs> All, right. Thanks. All right. You've seen the pictures of him with multiple women. Right? I know. I, I'm, he had I, a hot tub in his dorm room. Well, that is really thinking, good. I'm okay. kind of thinking he did that in like 2008. Like went to those Virgin Islands. I mean, yeah, that's that was really, a long time ago. That's really presumptuous of you, but okay. <laughs> it's true. 
<laughs> Were you about to make a point before I r- randomly went somewhere else, Matt? If I do, I don't remember it now. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think so. I'm trying to nice. look at some oh. of these other quarterbacks now to see if any of these other. But you keep talking. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look at some other quarterbacks. He's trying to, to recalculate his top five. <laughs> yeah. Well, I gotta. Re- I gotta. I gotta get that GQ career. Uh, People going. are gonna kill me on this Rudolph take. So this is gonna be, and this one's for everyone. So please, I, I need everybody to shout this out now. I think that I, I think Gabe and I stand on different ends of this spectrum. Um, and this is going to spin off from this, again, hashtag open bar, Ricky Roast. People might think Bo Scarborough and MSNBC's Joe Scarborough have nothing in common but similar sounding <laughs> names. But that's not true. Both of them will never play meaningful NFL football. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so what, what are your thoughts on Bo Scarborough? Who said that one? Everyone. That was that was Probably also David. from our, our good friend David. Yes, uh, at Carl Jr. on that's Twitter. Pretty good. That's a good. I that's like a, good, a lot. <laughs> that is that one's really good. Shout out to that's a good uh, burger. our buddy Elliot Christ and uh, Ben Ben Cummings Cummins Cummins. I always want to say Cummings Cummins. Then say it. No, ben no comment. Ben Cummins. <laughs> he was on the Draft Daily Pod where he, Dang, he, they so talked much. about both Scarborough. And uh, I thought he made some good points. I mean, the main thing is with with Bo is he's 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 an older prospect and he's never stayed healthy, including high school football. But well, damn, great, I'm sold. Had a great combine and man, he's a massive dude. He, he's a Derrick Henry type of running back. Um, if he gets a spot in the NFL where he can get a workload and stay healthy somehow. He could be a steal because he is going. I don't have DLF ADP in front of me, but I'm guessing he's going in the late third round, somewhere in there. Uh, not might not be a bad flyer there as a running back prospect. Don't you think he's like a per, like he's just coming to the NFL about like 20 years too late? You know, like for the oh, style totally. of running back he is. Yeah, that's what Ben talked about too on that pod. That's funny. Oh, I have been muted. So, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, why wouldn't you? <laughs> any, any, any love for Scarborough, Robbie? Where you sit? No, I, I think they just hit it on the head. He just seems like he fits the the NFL that used to be. Yeah, he he might catch on with the team late, but he's going to be a part of a, a committee at best, and you got to hope for injuries or or something. So, um, no, I, I'd I'd say he's one of those. Deep, deep dart throws. Yeah, they talked about a landing spot with like Carolina, which a lot of these, and that's part about this running back classes. There's not a lot of great pass catchers. There's not a lot of three down uh, running backs in this class. So anybody is perfect. It's like the it's like the talk that we say anybody is good for New England. Any running back that doesn't catch passes is perfect for Carolina because they have. Uh, CMC there to catch the passes, and then they can maybe use this running back in, in goal line situations and first and second down situations. So that might be a good landing spot for him, but uh, a lot of these running backs might be a good spot for uh, Carolina that don't catch passes. I don't think anyone's out here saying that Scarborough is going to be this elite running back either. No. I mean, we're all – on the same page of at least um, as far as rookie drafts or whatever drafts it, it, he's going to go late you know third round or later i mean what like what risk are you taking there zero and 
And I think that's totally okay. I mean, if he ends up landing in Carolina, like you just said, Carolina, that's actually good. Um, anywhere that he might have an opportunity just to bust through and, and get some work. It's not necessarily a guy that you want to draft because he's an elite prospect, but maybe as a flip candidate later down the road. Um, Cause I think he could have flashes, you know, in the first year or two or so. I mean, you could say that about all Alabama running backs that they just kind of happen for a year or two and then fizzle out. I mean, Eddie Lacy would top 10 dynasty prospect. Derek Henry is like, hasn't even been a top 24 running back and he's like top dynasty ADP. So it's, it's crazy, crazy what, what, what a year can do, I suppose. Should we talk wide receivers now or just no? I'm, I'm curious what uh, J Mike has on his screen. I'm curious what that is too. <laughs> so if, if I recall correctly, uh, this was your um, 103 in your handsomeness rankings for rookie incoming quarterbacks. Okay, well, that's not really a that's- fair. That's not fair. <laughs> That Imagine if he had bad acne too. That's, That's uh, not fair. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he is dashing six four two twenty six. I mean, that's that. That's the making of the look stud. Like, a, but... like Aaron Rodgers' uglier little brother. <laughs> some well, there's some similarities. Shouts to Kenny Pops for. Uh, telling me to look that up in the chat that's that's good that is really it looks good. like he's trying to make his head part of his neck like he's bringing his <laughs> chin back so far that he wants to be it kind of kind of looks like he's taking his fraternity photo and he's got the rest of the guys behind the camera trying to make him laugh he's just trying to <laughs> fact <laughs> fact um this is the last one I'll share for a while. Uh, hashtag open bar rookie roast. Uh, this was from our our good buddy Casey Kasem with the rap with the rapping. Uh, <laughs> Josh Allen probably only plays redraft. Am I right or am I right? <laughs> no, that was a good one. Yeah, I like that. He that probably was, does. That was for redraft. the dynasty people. Yeah, <laughs> that was it's for the culture. Did, did I should, I should <laughs> just ask her in the chat? Did she sign up for a dynasty league yet or no? I think she nah, did. I think and she's still out. She did that. <laughs> Matt, how many dynasty leagues do you play in? Currently, two. Okay, just two. It was. Yeah. What's your experience? Do you like it? Are you addicted or just kind of? I'm definitely not addicted. Um, okay. It's it's fine. I'm I'm kind of cooling on. I mean, I don't like love fantasy football. Is that a bad thing to say? To yeah, you're fired because <laughs> I'm a fantasy just- analyst. Oh man, that's Jake literally left. the worst thing you can say. Yeah, well, no, it's fine. I like it. I like it because I like it because you get to kind of invest in your own guys, the ones that you really like. Um, that's the part that's appealing to me. Like the the stuff that's difficult is kind of trying to keep up with people's values. Um, so much of it, I think, is like really subjective to the particular owner of that player in that particular league. Uh, but overall, yeah, I really, I mean, I really like dynasty, but, uh, fantasy in general, like so much of it, I think has become is difficult. Cause like, you know, it's my job and everything. And like, it, it's become so much like you're involved in so many leagues that that becomes not fun. 
that's probably the most difficult thing is trying like right now I'm trying to take like a couple steps back and like get in like maybe four or five leagues this year. Um, and maybe actually enjoy it more instead of it being like, Oh God, it's Thursday morning. Like I have to try to set 12 lineups tonight. Right. I have a great analogy there. Uh, as a, as a golf instructor, you get, I got into the business because I love golf. I, I love to be at the facility. I love to teach. You get in the business to play golf. I mean, that's, that's why you get in the business because you love the sport. And then you work at the golf course. You teach so much that on your day off, you don't necessarily want to go back to the golf course. So you end up playing a lot less than you would if it was just like a hobby for you. <laughs> that's my correlation is you love it, but since since it's your work, it's not necessarily what you want to do in your free time. Yeah, especially like when it's your own leagues, you spend so much time talking with, you know, because I care about like making, you know, good decisions in terms of like who I recommend for people to play, you know, or who I recommend like people to draft, you know, which rookies I like. I care and I put a lot of time and effort into that because I don't want to screw it up for other people. Uh, <laughs> but then again, when it's like, 4 p.m. on on Thursday, and it's time to like make my own decisions. It's like this is the last thing I like want to think about. So I'm trying to I'm trying to get to a space where where I can actually enjoy fantasy again and not feel like it's a chore. Because last year it kind of felt like it was a chore, which is like a weird thing to admit. But uh, that's kind of where I'm at with it. So this this year I'm trying to I'm trying to be zen. I'm trying to like refine that peaceful place with fantasy. Yeah, hundred percent. How I feel. I can relate. I can relate with you. Yep. Jump in too much too soon for sure. As Van Burf says, make fantasy fun again. Hey. Yeah. You know, Matt, that's a very fantasy hipster thing of you to say. That is it okay if I don't like fantasy football? <laughs> I honestly, so I pitched. I want to pitch this like idea seriously. I pitched it kind of jokingly, and it was shot down, but. I would love to like do a whole year as like the fantasy analyst that doesn't play fantasy. Um, <laughs> see what people think of that, kind of get their reaction to it, and like you know, write a piece about it at the end of the year or something. Like how di how did it change my approach to fantasy? Like because I think for some people they think you know well if you don't if you don't have any stake in it then why should I listen to you? And I guess I can see the point in that. Uh, but also at the same time, like I'm rarely ever making decisions based on what I think is going to be good for me. You know, I just want to be right and correct. It actually might help your analysis. That's what I thought too. But people were like, no, you, you can't do that. That's well, stupid. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I feel the same way. It's your year, man. Perfect opportunity. <laughs> it's, I know. It's, so I'm going to, I'm going to pitch it again this year. I'm going to see if, see how that, see what people think. Yeah. Probably not. Probably not going to go anywhere. But we'll not, we'll see. not only do we have a summer of Kai, um, what was what was our other one? J Mike, summer of Kai. Was it? Wasn't it the uh, the fall of Swoboda? The fall of the Swoboda, and then the uh, ponies. That's year. all I remember. You really got to be no, on the game I'm, to come up with something. No, on I'm saying for Harmon if he if he's uh, quitting fantasy for the year. This just Ooh. in on the open bar. Matt Harmon quits fantasy football. Breaking news. Tell Roto World to write a blurb about it. Roto Pat just shot up in, in his seat and is blurbing it right now. 
<laughs> the um, Robbie, I, I, I do want to bring up, and I'm sorry, um, I am going to ask you something about receivers. I'm sorry, everyone. Nope. Um, nope. You, <laughs> no, nope. They might <laughs> stop it. No. I've been oh, hoping. Uh, you you don't want to talk uh, about Robbie, your boy, J. Mike. You just want to feel the same pump. Well, let me talk about Anthony Miller. No, I don't. I, he's not even. Oh. He's not even a part of the top five for for what okay. I'm about to discuss. Um, Fair enough. The even though he is my number two receiver. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, you had to throw that in there. Just had to slip that in there. I can't keep taking the disrespect. Anyhow, uh, Robbie uh, has a uh, article over on DynastyHappyHour.com. Uh, came out back on March 31st. Uh, he was making the case for which rookie wide receiver should go first. Um, of the five that you had in the article, uh, Robbie, Calvin Ridley, DJ Moore, Cortland Sutton, James Washington, and Christian Kirk. Um, did you ever land on who you felt like should go first? Uh, and once you answer that, Harmon, who do you feel like should be drafted first? Uh, I thought I would. I thought I would come out of there m- – either picking the person that I liked the most uh, going into it. Uh, but it honestly didn't happen like that. Uh, I kind of took, uh, when I read some of the reception perception, I noticed that Matt wrote a lot of, of positive and he talked about it earlier, how he, it, it's, it's easier to write more positive things than negative things. And you don't get uh, quite as many angry tweets. Not that I'm getting nearly as many, but um, I talked a lot about just all of their strengths. Um, and it just kind of blended them all in together more, honestly. So Going into it, I thought I had my my rankings a little bit, and then coming out of it, it just seemed even worse. <laughs> they were all just kind of <laughs> so. I honestly, I I can't answer. Uh, maybe if I if I had to to just you know gun hypothetical gun to the head, I'd just probably pick Cortland Sutton because I think he has the ability to be a number one. Although it might take him longer, but you can make the case for any of them. As that's what the article is entirely about. You can honestly make the case for any of them to be number one. Uh, to be the the number one pick um, in in a fantasy draft coming up, just just not Richie James. Hey, yeah. hey, that was that was my wide receiver question for Matt. I've been waiting all night. Hey, Mike, feeling it. Hopping on my shit. You, you should have put it on the show sheet. Uh, <laughs> too, many, too many vodka gimlets tonight. Matt, who 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 should be first? So one one other thing that, that Robbie was talking about too, I think with with the posit like the positivity aspect of players, it's more than just also like trying to avoid getting hate because I don't really give a shit about that. Like, um, you know that doesn't it doesn't matter much. Like I said, you know earlier about being wrong, like it doesn't really matter. People hating you on Twitter doesn't really matter either. Uh, it's never going to affect like you know again. I'm never going to get called in my boss's office like. You notice you've been getting a lot more mean tweets lately, so we're probably gonna have to dock you pay this uh, this month again. That's that's never really gonna happen. But the reason it is important, I think, to to focus on more of the positive side of players is because I think that's what good coaches do. Is they they especially with wide receivers, but really with any player, it's more about you know what we kind of talked about with some of those former Buffalo receivers. Like, tell me what those players can do as opposed to what they can't do. And I think good coaches will figure out with some of these rookies where they can execute. So that's more with reception perception is what I'm trying to focus on doing is like where where do the, are these players successful and where that might fit at the NFL level more so than 
hey, this guy's not good at this. Well, that doesn't really matter as much as trying to find out the areas where they do excel and where they might fit. And and after doing all that for this class, I think the guy that I feel the safest about is probably DJ Moore, um, just because not only outside <laughs> – that was backwards, Jake. Just so you know. What did I do? No, that was... no you didn't. I'm looking at good, Jake now. throwing up his, his faux sign language. What was going on? What is he doing? I just I, I don't I haven't I did been... the reverse DJ Moore. Oh, I've been I haven't been looking at Jake this entire time. That's I'm sorry. Go, go ahead, Matt. I'm sorry. <laughs> Only two out of the four of you guys are even halfway decent to look at, um, but we won't get thanks. into that. Rank them. Rank them. <laughs> I love how Gabe just goes, thanks. He flips his hair. Thanks. I mean, I did say he was Charlie Whitehurst's uh, like, uh, second cousin earlier. That so that, something. you know, Auto- automatic. He's one of the two, and I'll leave you all to think about who the other one is. Well, it's um, obviously not me, so go ahead. No, it's it's got it's got to be Philip Rivers. It has to be Philip Rivers. So back on DJ Moore, leave that other one hanging in the air. Uh, with with Moore, I think that not only does he check boxes in in how I approach evaluating receivers, but for a lot of other uh, sects of the uh, of the football world, I think he checks a lot of boxes there too. Whether it's you know market share what he did at the combine there's so much there to like that makes me feel really good about his evaluation also for, for what he the boxes that he does check in in reception perception too i think he's going to slot in as a really good slot receiver at worst so for me i think that makes me feel a lot better than guys like calvin ridley or Cortland sutton who are up who are up there on your list too that I think there's a lot more of a wider range of outcomes with lower floors for those guys than there is for more. So he would be the one I'd go with because I think no matter what, he's going to help a quarterback kind of create some of those easier completions. And I think that just gives him a much higher floor than some of these other guys. What's your take on, on the slot wide receivers? And I think I, I may be mistaken. I don't. Uh, did you talk to him on Dynasty Happy Hour about these wide receivers? I actually, I think it was. I think it was Dynasty Blueprint. And I don't. I don't know if it was the episode that you were on on that episode. But uh, wide receivers, slot wide receivers being replaceable. Um, there, there's a lot of uh, Dynasty podcasts I've been on lately. It appears yes. um, a lot of a lot of these wide receivers are seem like they're going to be a brand. slot wide receiver, and is that where a replaceable position. How does that affect their value NFL wise? Um, see, I think I, what I've talked about a lot this pod, this off season, whether it's on podcasts or on Twitter or in some of the articles I've written, uh, is that the slot is becoming a place where I think teams should play their number one receivers more often. I tweeted out a chart from our next gen stats data that showed how much more efficient it is to throw two slot receivers rather than outside receivers. And I feel like a lot of you're seeing a lot of teams right now take some of these prototypical number one receivers and line them up in the slot more often, whether it's a guy like Michael Thomas, uh, Keenan Allen, those are guys that I think fit that number one receiver mold, but got about 30 to 40% of their targets from the inside. I think teams should be not so much thinking about the slot receiver position as a replaceable asset, but how can we maximize that position more? Um, and I think there's a lot of guys in this class that fit that sort of souped up slot receiver mold. I think Moore is probably my favorite one of those prospects, but 
you know, guys like Calvin Ridley, I think, can be flankers and number two receivers more often when they and then move into the slot maybe 30 for 40 percent of their targets. The guy like Christian Kirk, I think, is going to be a primary slot receiver. Anthony Miller, um, Deshaun Hamilton. I like all of these guys as, as players that are going to run a lot of routes out of the slot. Um, to me, I think that's where teams should be focused on. Um, Adam Thielen is another guy I didn't bring up earlier, but he's somebody that absolutely took advantage of that position more. Like I remember that, you know, this, not this time last year, but but in the preseason when the Vikings were going to move Stefan Diggs to the outside and Adam Thielen to the inside, people freaked out about that. You know, like, what does this mean for Diggs? Whatever. Like, I thought it was a great move for both of those players because Diggs is more of a natural separator. I think he can defeat coverage a little bit easier than Thielen can, whereas Thielen moving him inside gives him so much more favorable looks, and I think more teams should take advantage of the slot in that regard. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster was a player I didn't like as an outside receiver at USC, but when the Steelers moved him into that primary interior position, you saw him really thrive there. Uh, So that's kind of where I stand on the slot right now. It's not so much that – uh, that that it should, it's a replaceable position. I think teams should find out how to maximize it more and, and get more value out of the players they run out of the slot. Man, that's a that's a fantastic point. And as a Vikings fan, these guys know uh, that's the way they started to use Diggs actually in his second year because he actually had a difficult year as, as a rookie beating press man coverage. And going into the season, I actually predicted that Diggs will be the slot guy because he's initially, at least, he had some problems beating press man coverage, and they actually moved Thielen into the slot where he really ate. How do you evaluate Diggs and Thielen? Who do you think is a better wide receiver, whether it's Dynasty or not? Um, And also that kind of coincides with the whole Des Bryant talk is – Des could be so good in the slot like Larry Fitz did later in his career. Um, if you could answer both of those questions there. Okay, so the Vikings receiver one first. Uh, I'm always going to be a big Diggs fanboy. I'm just such a fan of the way he plays a position because I'm, you know, because I'm charting all of these routes, I'm naturally going to value the high-end route runners. And I think Diggs is just a fantastic technician, also just super explosive off the line. I thought you saw him get a lot better from year one to year two against press coverage and reception perception kind of backs that up. So I think that's why they were confident that he could thrive on the outside. And pretty much by any measure, he did thrive on the outside last year when he was actually healthy and playing. Um, so I really liked what what we saw from Diggs, you know, pretty much throughout his NFL career. I think he's the better player. But what makes Thielen so unique is if you look at his reception perception results, he almost profiles similarly to like an Alshon Jeffrey type player. But when you have a big vertical receiver who wins contested catches like an Alshon Jeffrey in in that Adam Thielen mold running routes in the middle of the field against primarily zone coverage, um, that's an, an incredible advantage that a lot of teams don't have. That's what I think makes him such a unique player. If you, I actually tweeted out a little bit of a thread, uh, not too many because I'm anti-thread. Five five tweet minimum on threads, guys. Otherwise, write a freaking article. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I subtweeted Wait. so many fantasy writers there, and I don't care. Uh, I, meant what yes, I, I meant what I said. Um, uh, but anyways, sorry, I, I got myself off track there. 
what I like what I like about that is just again that's the perfect example of the the slot maximizing a slot receiver position. I kind of tweeted out a thread of using Thielen's reception perception data to show how that was advantageous. Now on the Des Bryant question, I think I agree with you, Jake, that I think he could thrive in that role. Um, I think that is the only role he can thrive in at this point. Uh, with Des, I tweeted out his reception perception. He finished below the 10th percentile in reception perception history and success rate versus man and press coverage. I do not think he can win as an ISO X receiver anymore. So for me, he does need to move into that big slot receiver mold. But the problem is, is he going to buy into it? Because that's the biggest question. Uh, with guys like Larry Fitzgerald, Reggie Wayne, uh, Santana Moss, you know, Heinz Ward, some of these guys that have made that career change late into their into their NFL careers, like that is something they have to buy into. They and even Larry Fitzgerald has talked about being kind of hesitant to do it because they all kind of want to play outside because that's that's where big plays tend to happen more often. At least traditionally, we think of that's where number one receivers play. Uh, so if Dez is going to have to buy into that though, and I think it's going to take the right landing spot, and and honestly, I just don't think one is going to happen before the draft. Obviously, at this point, and yeah, I mean, it, I think it says a lot that teams haven't like beat down his door to go and get him uh, because I don't know that he's willing to accept that role change just yet. It is interesting how Dez hasn't been uh, on a lot of teams' radar. I mean, I, I, unfortunately, the Ravens there for a while um, where, uh, you know, top 24 wide receivers go to stay go to plateau um because that's about all they become they flacco never really supports a top 10 guy but uh yeah i mean it doesn't seem like he has had much interest albert wilson was signed quicker than uh so hell yeah <laughs> been, and he got he got probably the money that des is looking for and th i think the problem is the two teams that have been connected to des have been the giants who sterling shepherd i think is definitely kind of the slot guy there and then the texans you know people freaked out when des followed a bunch of the texan players uh is will fuller a slot guy is he an is he an outside guy you we know deandre hopkins is going to be their primary receiver there both of those situations where i don't know where he's going to be put into the slot um so i think that's a that's a great point there is 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 he going to be in a situation where he's going to get slot or slot slot reps I think that the Texans fit is actually the best one for him uh, because they have a core. They have an. Boo. Why? Why? Why don't you like that? Why? Why boo? I think that's fantastic. I just don't want anyone taken away from DeAndre getting 175 targets. That's all. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> from a fantasy <laughs> perspective, yes. And AFC that, South. NFL. Oh yeah, AFC South. That's that's what's going that on. too. That that's <laughs> fair, but I think there's so much there's that offense is really kind of lacking in playmakers after Hopkins. Yeah. Uh I I mean I really like Fuller. I think he's one of the best deep threats in the NFL, but I don't know that you necessarily want him to be a receiver who's getting 120 130 targets. I love Bruce. Everybody knows I love Bruce Ellington. Uh <laughs> but but I think you can replace him as the slot receiver with a big with a bigger version in Des Bryant there. Not to mention too, I think with Des like he's still his best trait is the fact he wins those 50-50 balls. Um that's really the only plus strength in his arsenal right now at this point. And Deshaun Watson was a top 10 tight window passer last year when he, uh, when he did play per next gen stat. So I really like that fit. Um, other than that though, it's tough. It's tough to find one 
Uh, I hate the Giants fit. That doesn't make – other than Dez wants to play in the NFC East, it doesn't seem like that makes any sense at all. And, yeah, that's – it was so hilarious when he was like, oh, I'm going to see these guys twice a year. I'm like, none of these teams in this division can be <laughs> like me, man. Or have like, the money. Or, yeah, or, ha- or have the money. Like, you know, give me a break. So I don't I don't think that Dez is going to New York. I don't, he's definitely not going to Washington, obviously not going to Philly. So sorry about it, bro. Panthers? Panthers, maybe. I hate I the Panthers like fit. I hate the Panthers fit because that's not where Cam because Devin right? Funches. <laughs> yeah, dude, gotta gotta keep that Funches love open. No, but <laughs> the reason I don't I don't like the Panthers fit is just because I think their offseason moves have showed that they finally are ready to target receivers who can create separation and actually create some easier windows to for Cam Newton to throw into. And I think Des represents more of what they've looked for in wide receivers in the past, you know, big bodies who can win contested throws, uh, you know, Kelvin Benjamin, Devin Funches. I, I think it seems more of like that's what they look they used to look for, and it seems like they're finally willing to start looking at some of these guys like Anthony Miller, Christian Kirk, DJ Moore, uh, Deshaun Hamilton, all guys. James Washington. Showed. James Washington is another one. They've, they've kind of looked at these players, I think, that are, are better separators. So that's the only reason I don't like the Carolina fit uh, to me. So and I'm a I'm a I'm a sort of in a you know I'm in a complicated relationship with the Panthers so I I would love to see them actually add a good I'd love to see them actually add a good young receiver that I like so I don't want this to get ruined. It'd be great for Cam to have like actual weapons in that offense that yeah. that separate deep. Yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> it's complicated. That's funny. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with a few quick hitters here, Matt, and everybody feel free to chime in. But I'll try to try to cover some things before we. Um. Anyhow, let's just get to it. Um, Matt, before when's the last time? <laughs> I don't want to prematurely end the pod, nor do I want to upset our guests um, either. So, um, when's the last time, Matt, that you looked at the New York Jets? wide receiving depth chart <laughs> i try to avoid uh doing any sort of uh things that are going to be sad um so yeah no I, I, it's been quite a while quite, quite a while our darius okay. <laughs> i'm just going to throw some names out and just tell just yes or no do they interest you at all whether it be real life or fantasy okay probably no yeah but sure we can, uh, <laughs> Okay. Wow. Okay. Quincy and Uma. A little bit. Okay. Robbie Anderson. If he can stop getting arrested, yes. I think he's really Jermaine good. Jermaine Curse. Nah. Ter- Terrell Pryor. Nah. <laughs> Our Darius Stewart. Nah. Damn it. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Top five wide receiver for me last year. Right? <laughs> Chad we Hansen. all make mistakes. Oh uh, no, 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 no. He's, he's <laughs> not good at all. all. He just throws that in there. Jay, Mike, wait, why don't you just say, say wait, Jets? Wait. Nah. Did, did you say wait? <laughs> did you say Ardarius wasn't good? Or did you say Chad Hansen wasn't good? Uh, neither one of them are that good. Oh, <laughs> they, they, they both they both play very very differently, and neither one is good. <laughs> oh man, Elliot is also upset right now. 
Why is so bad? Chad Hansen is so bad too because James Cole will bring him up on the podcast. Like I, I swear to God, it's like he's a cow guy. Like every once every month, Chad Hansen gets brought up on the podcast, and I'm like, dude, you know, he's like, and he'll he'll list him over Stewart too, which is my favorite part because neither one of them are relevant, obviously. But oh, he'll whenever whenever he's talking Jets wide receiver, he's like. Yeah, I don't know what the Terrell Pryor signing means for uh, Chad Hansen. I'm like, probably nothing. Why are you talking about Chad Hansen? <laughs> Let's talk about Marvin Jones, James. <laughs> I yeah, got, like I got all a couple, the co- Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait. Let's not, let's not go to Marvin yet. Sorry, I got two more Jets names. Let's, let's just trust through this. And this is per the request. Shout out to the homie Keaton Denlay uh, from the Fantasy Tilt Pod. Super cool dude. Um, <laughs> uh, Sharon Peak. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, last but not least, formerly of Minnesota Vikings fame, Charles Johnson. Nah, man, what oh, year is this? Come Jerry on, is, Jerry is right. Is more relevant than Charles Johnson, and he's on the Panthers. But I guess I got sidetracked there because we just talked about the Panthers. It made sense. You, you just—I just want to let you know, Matt. You just killed the dream. <laughs> of so many people in this <laughs> Why? Why are people they still talking so- about Charles Johnson? Is Charles Johnson on the people- Jets now? Charles Johnson's on this depth chart that I'm looking See, at. See, that's why on I went Jets? Jets right, because I was thinking Panthers. On the Jets, yeah. Is there what's, wide receiver seven? Yeah, I think he, looking- he, he got signed there. Yeah. he's get, He's cut. I mean, he's cut. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I, and I wasn't meaning Sharon Peak was the one that Denley was asking about. <laughs> I'm sorry, Keaton. I mean that he was asking about the Jets wide Jay receivers. Ken- <laughs> Kenny <laughs> asked about Peak as well as JDB. But regardless, basically you're saying the only Jets wide receiver that you can even give two shakes of a lamb's leg about is Quincy Anunua, correct? Uh, and Robbie Anderson, Anderson, if he can stop getting Robbie Anderson. What okay. about Devin Smith, guys? Oh, wow. I- I didn't even- <laughs> Do you remember that name? Yo, I will uh, forever hold out hope for poor guy. I love Devin Smith, man. I was such a big Devin Smith fan. He was a burner at Ohio State. So burner. I just I just Googled Devin Smith, and I think he is still on the Jets roster, but he's been like on IR yes. a thousand times. But if you Google him and like the Wikipedia bio that comes up to the right, I'll read it for you. Devin Smith is a former American football player who was a defensive linebacker in the National Football League from 2012 to 2013 during his time in the NFL. Devin played for the Cincinnati Bengals. Devin officially retired from the NFL in 2013. That's not right. That's how relevant Devin Smith is. It's not even the right Devin Smith. But it it continues to give the correct information for that Devin Smith. Gives his right birthday, which I know because I sent him a card. Uh, his height, weight, and uh, current team, New York Jets, num- number 19 wide receiver. I'm going to use Wikipedia in every article they... that I write from now on. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like they mixed Cite up. Sources, people. Wikipedia, it's correct. Liars. Um, uh, another another one from the chat here, uh, Matt. Uh, of the Deep Dynasty uh, 2017 wide receiver stashes, uh, your Josh Malone's, your Robert Davises, your Mac Hollins. I see you, Robbie. Um, <laughs> any of those guys intrigue you at all? Uh, I think Mac Hollins intrigues me because he flashed as a rookie um, and he's a big play guy. They obviously brought in Mike Wallace, who I think could play an, an upgrade on the Torrey Smith role there. But if Wallace falters, if he's lost any of that speed, 
Uh, I think Hollins could be interesting there. Um, Josh Malone is not a guy that really did it for me. Um, and I, I think Robert Davis is in too crowded of a receiver course. So I think of my of the guys there, like I think Matt Collins is the most interesting. Can we have okay. the, and, can we have the Richie James talk soon? I know you're about to get to something though. I don't have any I, I, takes I, I, on Richie James. Can I just spoil her? <laughs> <laughs> do you do you remember what He's that's been called for? <laughs> I've waited this long, man. Talk to you about James. Nothing for me. I mean, anybody's been waiting just as long to talk to Anthony Miller. I got nothing on Richie James. Not a word. You remember what that's code for? You remember what that's code for? Exactly. Code, homie. I'm upset right now. My drink's gone. You're the one that invited me on the show. Why didn't you? Disclaimer that that's I all should you have said. You got the show prepared. sheet. You got the show yeah. sheet. Richie James was on the show sheet. Oh visibly. man. It must have been uh it must have been on the other copy. I'll talk to my I'll talk to my lawyer about that. All right. Might as well talk about Anthony Miller now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Jake. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say. Glad you waited this long, Jake. <laughs> no, no, Matt. Man, you, I think we can get Matt Harmon on so we can talk to Richard James. Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, you, you, you said just enough. Just, Matt, just made J. Mike's night tonight. Yeah, I got nothing. I don't know what to, who? who? He doesn't play for Middle, Middle Tennessee State, does he? <laughs> He just went corporate yeah, NFL network yeah, jargon on you. <laughs> I retire. I'm gonna change. I've been thinking about changing my Twitter handle. Now it's gonna be like not Richie James <laughs> at not Richie James. First tweet, I got nothing. <laughs> no one, everyone unfollowed me. <laughs> oh, Wow. I wish I had some drink left. Oh, yeah, me too. Shoot, I feel bad. Oh, my gosh. Man, I, I haven't laughed that hard in a while. That was good. That should have been a prerequisite. <laughs> Sorry. I forgot that I said, too, about the part earlier that I when I say I don't have takes, that means the guy sucks. I literally haven't watched a single second of it. <laughs> you should do that. And just, just let me know what you think. Because Matt Harmon – or Matt Harmon, Matt Waldman, it's the carousel of the mats right now. On, so on many mats. Just watch, just watch Richie James for me. Because I know Matt, Matt Waldman is a fan. Isn't that good enough for you? It is. But I wanted some more qualifying analysis there. Well, he, he, need, he needed your validation, Matt. <laughs> I did because I've been talking. J. Mike has been – Anthony Miller got wide receiver two, which I do like Anthony Miller, but my whole philosophy on Anthony Miller is why draft Anthony Miller in the in the start of second the second round of rookie drafts when you can get Richie James in the fourth or fifth round of rookie drafts? I mean, I like Anthony Miller a lot, so 
I don't and know. And I haven't watched any Richard James. <laughs> and I haven't seen it. Like, sorry. Why would you take Richie right James? <laughs> why would you take Richie James in the third round of a rookie draft when you could take Anthony Miller first overall in a rookie draft? Someone <laughs> I've watched. I don't, sorry, know to, I don't know. I don't know. I don't recover from this. I really should have set you up for that, man. I'm sorry. I shouldn't be this upset, but obviously I am. Matt, I'm sorry. If you don't mind, one more time, just in case for whatever reason, somebody was getting their last set in in the gym, listening to the podcast, and they were couldn't quite hear what you said there. Can you say what you said again about Anthony Miller and then say again what you said about Richie James? Uh, my official statement on Anthony Miller is that he's good and I like him. And my official statement on uh, uh, Richie James, Richard James, uh, as he's known in his family, um, is no comment. <laughs> I don't even know if his name is Rick. That's the problem. We have serious issues going on right now. I don't even know if his official name is Richard. That's disrespect. <laughs> Between man, watch Kate a second. Rap. He doesn't even know how to Google it, man. <laughs> Why? Between Casey's rap. How much can you Between really like him, Armin? Matt Harmon just crushing Jake's dreams. My oh. life is all downhill from here. There's nothing I don't draft left. Richie James anymore. I'm gonna draft Bo Scarborough instead. Well, I googled I googled Richie Smith NFL, and what the result that popped That's up the wrong was name. Was, you didn't even get the name wrong. I know they're both popular <laughs> names. Right. You gotta get the name That's right. That's the joke. Oh right. man. Uh oh, he is from Middle Tennessee. Amex oh, done. Oh. <laughs> oh, Richie Smith. <laughs> Richie Smith. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> let's. I don't know. No, yeah. Richie beat Jim Bob Cooper. He's fucking. I don't know. He's got a. He ran a four four eight. That's that's. Cool. Mike left. <laughs> he was about to cream Cortland Sutton's uh, statistics in that in that conference. Before he got hurt this year, Lance Zierlein compared him to DeAnthony Thomas. So <laughs> there's that. What? DeAnthony Thomas is the gadget guy. Come on. Just because they're the same height, weight, or similar. I mean, Richie James is a slot wide receiver. <laughs> I'm looking at his. I'm looking at his NFL.com. This uh, is the first time Matt has even heard of this cat, and he's like, "Well, Lance Zierlein." Anthony Thomas, he's so, about to get cut from the Chiefs. So, um, on the draft profile <laughs> on NFL.com, Lance has the overview, the strengths, the weaknesses, but the source the sources tell us section is blank. So, Let's just go to the weaknesses because that's where we're at right now. The sources, the well, the sources haven't said anything apparently. Well, uh, he's not deserving of that. So let's just go to the weaknesses. <laughs> We're sure he's in this draft. Yeah, sources say he might be a prospect. He's uh, not worth a waiver wire addition for a dollar. Well, weaknesses is he lacks NFL size. Fin he frame, is small. Fin frame he, broke down this season. 
Uh, played just five games due to ankle injury and broken collarbone. Play strength is below average. Plays with good quickness, but routes lack polish. Needs better elusiveness at the top of his routes. Too upright in breaks and stems, allowing defenders to get hands on him. Lacks focus and catch radius to consistently pluck throws outside his frame. Has frequent bouts with balance, even when untouched. Uh, athletic, but still raw. So I can really see why you like him. I love this coming from a scouting report and not from someone that's actually watched Richie James film. Uh, he does. Rich, Richie James plays bigger than his size, and I, I don't know about I don't know about that scouting report, Lance. Well, more than I would have been able to tell you. So Lance has too much on his plate. I think that's the problem. Yeah, yo, I don't know if this. I don't know. Yeah, I like Lance. I don't know if well, let's, what's let's happened. Let's stick to offensive linemen <laughs> because you are fantastic at that. You do a great job. But as far as late round wide receivers go, <laughs> I don't agree with your analysis, buddy. That was very kind the way you put that. <laughs> very. I, listen, I respect him, so I'm not trying to trash on his takes. I I respect you, Lance. <laughs> but Richie James is the real deal. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, I can tell your sincerity. Heard it here first. Yep. Matt, (laughs) if you just heard it, Matt completely agrees with me there. (laughs) I can't. Uh, Hey, Mike, this is your time. If you want to tone it down, if you want to get to the outro of this podcast, (laughs) I understand. There's not much more vodka in the world that I can drink right now. I get it. I think, look, I think uh, as far if if you were to rank uh, top five girlfriends, I think we know where either Jake or Richie James lands at this point. So I don't know who's higher right now. (laughs) Somewhere between um, Jake and Richie, that's not good. Yeah. Uh, You know what? I'm just I really like Jake as a person. Um, he seems like a good guy. <laughs> Matt, you are just realizing how nice, like a brick of, nice of a guy Matt is right now. Super nice. Jake has been – he's always been a good person uh, to chat with and um, has a good face. He's got a better face than Sam Darnold, I'll say that. You know what? He gives Philip Rivers some, some competition. <laughs> Richard uh, James, though, I don't even know what he looks like. I mean oh. – can Let's you look. please watch some Richie James tape soon? And hey, just I got let me know, I, I, let me I got know a, what you think. I got a lot going on, man. I'm not asking for a reception perception <laughs> on this guy. Look, I'm this just, is the draft is in two watch, days. It's it's, it's a wrap. Watch some 2016 or 2015 tape. Oh, so see, this is, yeah. Nah, man. You're asking me to go Did back. You get to the prerequisite years. of this podcast? No, it must have been on the man, show sheet. It is yep. all downhill. Okay. <laughs> yep. I think, I think Rich, that, that, old Richie's been bodied plenty at this point. So yes. let's, uh, no one is drafting Richie anymore. Free shares. My, my, Mama James, wherever you are, we mean no disrespect to you or your uh, family or your son. Yeah, Richie's um, mom is going after you, Matt. After <laughs> I didn't say it. I didn't. I didn't say he was bad. I just said I haven't watched him. He just doesn't know. He just doesn't know. Is there That's a reverse Harmon bomb? Reverse, reverse Harmon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this this is the reverse Harmon yeah, bomb. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. You know what? I'm sad, but I'm happy at the same time. You know what? Uh, Jake, I give you permission to at me every single time he catches a pass in the NFL. I'm going to at you at least three times. Hashtag blocked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I give you permission to, to – I will not block you. Might mute you for a little bit, but um. – <laughs> I've had worse. That's fair. All right. All right. Holy hell. This was fun. I had a lot of fun with this part of the <laughs> I wonder why I waited an hour and 45 minutes to bring this up. Yeah, it's a good thing, too. That would have been bad if that was right off the top. Like we did <laughs> – Intro, did the intro, no and comment. then <laughs> without any warning. That's exactly right, Robbie. Yes. <laughs> Anthony Miller's good. Richie James. Hmm. Yeah. Tune into NFL Draft Talker for that one. He will be adding. Uh, I'm about to post like catch. 12 cutups of Richie James on Twitter. Yep. Get the gifs going. It should, it should your, only your, be five. Uh, get gifs going. Every every get a uh, throw a Matt Harmon head on um, the, uh, <laughs> oh, no. James Jif Jif here. Oh, that's gotta happen. I gotta get in touch with Jif Jif. Yeah, because um, they don't have him on there, Jake. We know. Well, that's why I gotta get in touch with them. <laughs> yep. <laughs> before before we start to close it down. All right. The um. Where is um, – can everybody just real quick, obviously, the draft meeting in two days. Um, what are you most looking forward to see happening uh, come Thursday, particularly Thursday? We can talk about Friday too, but what are you guys most excited uh, that may happen that, 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 that that's going to be shaken out for the draft? Well, I Not guess everybody I, at once. I get yeah, it. I mean, it's, I don't uh, know. Just, should, I go, yeah. should I go first? Uh I guess no one else is talking. I'm a, I'm a professional talker. I'll talk. Um, I think I want to see – I think the quarterback intrigue is just – it's too easy to say. Um, I think where Lamar Jackson goes is probably the thing I'm looking forward to seeing the most because I, I do think one of these teams that people would think is a surprise landing spot could end up snagging him. And, you know, whether it be Baltimore, what I talked about earlier – I think that would be a lot of fun to see. So th- that's probably what I'm looking forward to the most is seeing where he lands in in conjunction with the entire uh, quarterback intrigue. It's just the most fascinating part of this draft. And there's just a few regimes that are, have been run so long by kind of the same dude between, I, I don't think the Steelers are going to do anything, but you've heard talk about the Chargers, uh, the Saints. Uh, I mean, the Cardinals don't have Palmer anymore. Uh the Patriots even, I mean, the Patriots might even swing up in the first round for like the first time ever. They always seem to trade up in like three, four five rounds. But uh, other than that, so yeah, it's, it's all about the QBs this year. It seems I, I'm, I'm intrigued to see if any of those guys kind of plant themselves in a place where there has been success already from a dude that's done it for, you know, 15 years plus. Yeah, there's been interesting comments from Ozzie Newsom too. In in his interviews, he's talked about he's kind of uh, walked around the circle of of you guys don't really know where we're going in this draft, and I think that lends to itself that they might be taking somebody that no one is expecting, which I think Lamar Jackson is a perfect candidate there. And then all this talk about Patriots, you wouldn't think that that information would be leaked that they would be trading up for Lamar Jackson. And then this Arizona Cardinals talk with Steve Wilkes coming from Carolina, 
working with Cam Newton, working with a mobile quarterback, there's definitely some, you know, it would make sense there. So I, I agree with both of you guys that Lamar Jackson is kind of intriguing there. And I think he's probably going to be the fifth quarterback in this class. And I think he's a first round lock for sure. Oh yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's whether Mason Rudolph's going to get drafted in the first round. Oh, please. No. <laughs> oh, it's going to happen. I feel like yeah, it's, is, it's, it, is yeah. it really? Yeah, I think it's, it's going to happen. happen. Who yeah. do you think, who do you think pulls the trigger? Is you think it's a trade up from round two or back half of the first round? I think, um, I think it's, it could be a trade up. Maybe the Giants. Oh man, that'd be so bad. Yeah, if they take Saquon Barkley, they're gonna take Barkley, which is a horrible value at two, even though how phenomenal he is. And then they're gonna trade up for Mason Rudolph. They couldn't screw that up much worse than that. Yeah, man. I I used to really like Dave Gettleman his first couple years in Carolina, but like the longer that he, every time he talks to the media i'm like man i'm glad this guy's not the gm anymore <laughs> and again we're we're on it we're on ride number two with marty herney so what the hell does that even mean yeah. uh, fair point robbie what are you most looking forward to i think there's a lot of intrigue with the trades i mean you can say that for every year but this year especially with the number of potentially first round and maybe even top 15 quarterbacks who's going to trade up and and who do they trade with and who trades down. So that's one part. And then being biased as a Cowboys fan, I want to know if they do go and take a, a wide receiver at one or if they wait until second or third round. But I think there's just a lot of intrigue since they released Dez. And it, it makes me nervous as a Cowboys fan because I feel like that was a need that they didn't have two weeks ago. Um, but I, I just don't know if they're going DJ Moore, if they're going – you know, Cortland Sutton, or if they're going to, you know, hit a knee that they had before the draft. So kind of the trades and, and Dallas for sure. Seems like everyone is, knows is, the Cowboys card, you know, and <laughs> why would you take a wide receiver at 19 when this, when this is a somewhat weak wide receiver class and there's a lot of good depth there. I, I just think Cortland Sutton has been talked about a lot to Dallas there. And I don't know if that makes sense as far as they have other needs in wide receiver and not being a wide receiver strong class, why don't you pass that up and take a James Washington or somebody else that falls to around two or three there? I would hate Cortland Sutton landing in Dallas. That might just be me, but I want to see him go to a spot. Um, not the where, not the primary. Yeah, yeah, not the not to have to be that ISO X receiver right away because I think he could definitely be that player in time, but I would just hate having him kind of thrown right out there. And, and I think Dallas too should look for a player that can create more easier throws for Dak Prescott too, more of those layup passes. So if if Dallas is going to take a wide receiver in the first round, is that DJ Moore for you or Calvin Ridley? I think okay. Ridley would be a nice a nice fit fit too because they have so many potential slot receivers there already. And is is Sutton a Ravens type of first round pick? Who who's the best landing spot for Sutton in the first? Assuming he goes in the first round to maybe a back half, Green Bay, middle of the first round or middle of the second round. Would you I say think. Would you say James Washington might be a better fit in that offense in the maybe the second round? Uh, I really want to see Washington in more of a vertical pass offense. He would be ideal. He would be an ideal fit with like a, he he's like the ideal Cam Newton receiver yes. in that he wins yes. down the field and in tight windows. But he's another one that I want to see 
get a get a receiver that creates more of those layup throws. So I want them to land someone more like a DJ Moore too. Um, yeah, I think ideally Ridley with the Cowboys and um, more with the Panthers and Sutton with the uh, with the Packers. I think makes a lot of sense. There it is, the definitive word. I'm okay with that. And Richie James with, uh, you know, the Montreal Alouettes. Practice for the Jets. <laughs> He'd be a fantastic wide receiver 12. No, yeah, he could no, 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 no. improve their practice squad. He could compete with the uh, with Sharon Peak for a roster spot. I think he bro, just he be four, four spots behind Sharon Peak would be great. He he just sent that man north of the border. He didn't even give him a practice <laughs> squad. He just sent that man to yeah. the Alouettes. Yeah, I'm, little, I'm not sure I'm if you caught that or not, Jake. No, I got it. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Digesting, you know, digestion. <laughs> um, uh, I, I, I want to say one thing about the draft real quick, Gabe, and you can you can start the, the process, I guess. The um, first of all, to everyone of late who's jumping aboard the Lamar Jackson and uh, Anthony Miller hype trains, welcome. Uh, you know, it's been a bumpy ride. A lot of people didn't want to rock with us for uh, the first several uh, miles of the trip, but we're, we're glad you're aboard uh, for this uh, home stretch. Um, and for everyone who jumped off of the Ronald Jones bandwagon, um, you know, good riddance. Uh, I, I wish you well. I wish you life and prosperity. Um, but uh, when my man breaks off uh, 75 yarder uh, in the preseason, like Amir Abdullah did. And uh, maybe fades to black pretty soon. Um, I, I'm I'm gonna go down with the ship. It's gonna be a Titanic situation, and I'm okay with that. Um, but but Rojo, uh, 2020. That's all I got to say about that. So, uh, Gates, take us home. Impressive. <laughs> it's almost as if Roe is the president and Joe is the vice president. Like it kind of just works it. that way. Very impressive, J. Mike. Um, all right, we've hit the uh, halfway mark, Matt. Um, we are at halftime. <laughs> just, just over two hours. Get, get your beverage. I told you the four-hour show. If anyone needs a bathroom break, I can. Uh, I'll do another commercial. So. Yeah, better call Postmates now. My God, <laughs> give me a second dinner. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, Jake and. Parting words, aside from, you know who? <laughs> no, I just got owned by Matt Harmon and uh, bodied. Bodied. Body. That's a better word. That really is a better word. Zippy but, Honestly, before the last fifteen minutes or so, it's been <laughs> phenomenal. I've been. I've had a great time. I probably had way too much vodka tonight. Uh, I've talked to Matt. I've been on a diet. I've been trying to lose weight. I haven't been drinking alcohol as much, but tonight I kind of got into it. So uh, <laughs> special that, occasion, man. Special occasion. The Matt Harmon bump. That's the true Matt Harmon bump. Uh, but honestly, it's been it's been a blast having you on. I appreciate it, and uh, that's about it. You can find me at NFL Draft Talker. I'm a writer for Dynasty League Football. And if you ever want to have conversations, Twitter is the place to find me. And if you need a uh, Richie James Avi avatar, yes. 
he'll probably yeah, has the, about 50 ready yeah, those to go. aren't going to come in anymore i've had them waiting <laughs> no more all right uh matt what do you have to say <laughs> this is a lot of fun um i laughed a lot uh mostly at jake's expense <laughs> <laughs> what i'm here for uh no but this is great it was good to chat with you guys about some not wide receiver stuff and you know really dive into the depth the 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 depth chart of the new york jets which i'm sure a lot of people were clamoring for. Really? uh no this is a lot of fun so thank you guys so much for having me it was it was seriously it was legitimately a blast awesome yeah very happy to have you as well uh robbie what do you have to say for yourself Jobby. No, guys, I appreciate you guys having me on again. Um, it's fun every time I come on. So glad to be on with the executive producer, the the, the brains behind the show, apparently, I find out. And then uh, uh, Matt as well. So great to hear from uh, Matt from his perspective. With not just wide receivers, apparently. He's got a whole plethora of rankings uh, just waiting to be thrown out there. So. <laughs> just opportunity to th- throw jake under the bus some more but we're just gonna leave and and can i throw a little caveat here i am very proud that this podcast managed to go over two hours and only talk about wide receivers and really richie james for the last (laughs) 15 minutes of the show that was really my mindset is let's have Matt Harmon on and not talk about wide receivers which i think we did a great job of i'm very proud of that good team effort it would only happen here at the open bar. <laughs> okay, Mike. Yeah, buddy. Uh, so um, <laughs> uh, incredibly grateful for everyone in the chat um, ha- hanging out with us this evening. Thank you guys for that here on YouTube, uh, 930 Eastern on Tuesdays. Uh, I'm incredibly happy that the draft is going to be here. And again, you can find our podcast on I um, excuse me on Apple Podcasts on Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play. Uh, and I think we might also be on, you know what? I don't know. I'm not even going to make it up. Uh, <laughs> uh, on <laughs> it, on it Twitter up. at, no, I, I won't. <laughs> on Twitter at jmikecheck, at jmiccheck. And uh, again, to even to our guests, and specifically you, Matt, just because it's the first time that we've got to ever interact. Um and since I'm a co-host on this podcast, I'm just going to say this real fast. Um, just just to be able to, I think uh, maybe a year and a half ago, I uh, was first introduced to you uh, in terms of your story. And I read on your web, on your podcast uh, about uh, just your story growing up and everything that you went through in terms of uh, with your weight and transforming your body and your that whole journey that you've been on. Uh, and how super uh, inspirational that was and encouraging that that was. Uh, and just for me uh, to be able to uh, talk with you tonight, uh, I, I can't tell you um, in, in enough words uh, how encouraged and thankful that I am to, to be able to have this opportunity. So thanks for, for slumming it with us. Uh, so, some dudes who just like to enjoy ourselves and talk a little bit of fantasy about it and uh, grateful for it. So uh, again, thank you. Dude, my pleasure. This was, uh, it's always weird to, I don't know. I, I don't really think of myself that way, but, uh, it's, it's really cool for you to say that. And, 
yeah, it means a lot to me to interact with all you guys, and we'll definitely have to do this again uh, sometime. Uh, this was this was a lot of fun for me, and you know, thanks for everybody that keeps up with follows my stuff, man. Because uh, this is I get to live my dream life, and without you guys, it would uh, not be possible. So appreciate it. I mean, we still remember Tyler Lockett from like three years ago. Yeah, this is behind this, this is the year. So um, <laughs> Paul Richardson's gone. You tell me who's gonna be that number two receiver there. <laughs> <laughs> they don't, his name I heard is Jaron Brown. I hear it. They don't have a. They don't have a. They don't have a, a Sharon Peak or a Devin Smith waiting in the wings there. <laughs> Not even Richie James. No. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Wide receivers fourteen coming on strong. Oh, Gabe, my. get us out of here, please. Okay, we're not we're not Before doing Richie we, James again. Yeah, no, we can't hear that again. All right, no. <laughs> um, oh. I what do I have to say? I I have to promote things, I suppose. We we're we're a part of Fake Pigskin. They put us on. We're very thankful for them. Um, they they have their subscription thing on their website, uh, monthly or yearly. Sign up for whatever you like, and you'll get all the great content for things of articles podcast i mean podcasts are always free but articles and access to dfs things like that so check out fake pigskin uh we got a little partner with thrive fantasy they do prop bets some dfs stuff so if you uh want to say over under that richie james catches one catch throughout the entire 2018 season over. Uh, you're probably going like 2001 <laughs> on that type of money if you're saying uh over but you're lucky punk don't know so uh, check out Thrive Fantasy. We've got our link in, in descriptions everywhere, podcasts, YouTube, and, and whatnot. Um, you'll get money just by doing prop bets, obviously. And, and if you're listening to our takes, I mean, poofta. Uh, what else? What else, J. Mike? Do I have anything else to say? Uh, yes. Yeah, so I, I forgot to mention, uh, you can follow the podcast on Twitter. Yeah, oh, yeah. you're good at that because I always I always mess that one up. Yeah, I forgot. So uh, on Twitter, uh, you can follow the show. Uh, obviously, the open bar is a show, but the Twitter handle is at the open bar FP again at the open bar FP as in fake pigskin. So uh, check us out on Twitter and uh, Gabe's at at FF man bun. Oh, yeah. Um, I was, I I guarantee I would have said something different if <laughs> yes, <laughs> if it is not out. at grab bag fantasy, uh, you know, Everyone who graduated from Grab Back Fantasy U, uh, we still uh, get to keep our uh, our diplomas. It's still accredited, uh, but with the change of the of the handle, um, you know, mm-hmm. it's under different management. You know, matter of fact, I <laughs> this is funny because uh, Matt was on uh, Grab Bag once. That's right. Uh, he was. <laughs> He, uh, we, I remember kind of the running joke of the episode is that, um, <laughs> I had peaked and that I should just leave after this. And, uh, not, not that he was saying that directly, but we were all kind of throwing that around. Um, <laughs> but good advice. I, say, I don't think I saw that. I don't think I said that. Matt, because he, uh, that was my last episode. So, um, <laughs> well, <laughs> not grab bag. Twice. That was <laughs> you Sharon <laughs> peaked twice. <laughs> So I'm just wondering, Matt, would you like to say anything about the open bar right now to try and get no, to leave no. or Mike to leave? I'm having too much fun. Stop. <laughs> no, no, I don't speak ill of bars. Uh, that's especially open ones. 
Very true. Um, no, we will be back. We will be back. It's true. Um, I don't know if it's next week, which seems kind of odd since uh, the NFL draft, you know, is weekend and you'd think that we'd have all sorts of uh, drunk hot takes for after that. But uh, I do know that we have one two weeks from now. Um, Jake, you had no part of this. You are on vacation in two weeks, just so you know, Mr. Executive Producer. So, you know, why don't you just go ride yourself into the city of Manhattan, get yourself a Manhattan, kick back, relax. Do your thing, my man. I'm incredibly excited about that opportunity. And uh, <laughs> as long as Gabe's not in the city, I will be there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Good way to close this out there. All right. Well, um, put your drinks up, my people. We can't exactly see Robbie, empty. but um, it doesn't matter. We're all empty at this point. At least I hope I hope Jake is <laughs> for sure. Obviously, I'm empty. <laughs> <laughs> and cut him off oh there's robbie hey robbie and and we will see y'all next week or if not next week it's going to be two weeks and deuces <laughs>